deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Because the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for Laughs fans. I'm your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, I have achieved the previously thought unachievable. Mm. I have gone blanky mode. What does that mean? I am sitting at my desk. I've got my microphone. I've got my headphones. And I am cozy in my fuzzy blanket. Ooh, that I've, sounds wonderful. Yeah, I'm all wrapped up. I'm chilling. Yeah. It's, it's December. Uh, it's Christmas in like a week. Mm-hmm. And, and what better time to just... Take a big old, just a big old fuzzy blanket, wrap up and record a podcast. Yeah, I'm a little jealous, honestly. I should have, I should have gotten a blanket. I am in sweatpants. Okay, that's, so. that's kind of like a blanket for your legs. Mm-hmm. But, but I've gone all the way. I've got, I've got the, I've got the full blanket on. Just, just, I'm, I'm just a little head poking out of a big, big old snuggly blanket recording this podcast. Doing I my have, duty. I have coffee and tea. Mmm. You've got your beverage lineup again. Yeah, I do. I don't have any. Usually it's like two cold and one hot beverage or two hot and one cold. But I do just have the two. I've got although the coffee is lukewarm. Mm. So I guess it's it's hot and one lukewarm (laughs) beverage. Um, uh, My tea is ginger probiotic. I don't think that's Mm. possible. I don't really understand the probiotic part, uh, Mm -hmm. but I'm really just here for the ginger. So the probiotic part in drinks is supposed to be like it's good for your stomach it's lining a good or something. Bacteria. I just don't know how they put the they put the good the good biotics in the tea bag to then you know end up incorporated emulsified in the hot water. Right. I just I just yeah. don't buy it. Basically, that doesn't make sense. I don't yeah. buy it, but I don't buy it based on nothing because I don't know anything. <laughs> so yeah, I mean like that. That makes sense to me in the same way that, like, like ever since I learned that multivitamins, like, do nothing or sure. whatever, uh, it's, I've sort of, like, had my, my eye open to, like, how many of these things just are lies or, like, half-truths, right? Where it's like, yeah, this has vitamins in it. I don't know where they're going or what they're doing, but they are there. Yeah, right? I mean, take this with a grain of salt, because, again, like I established, I don't really know anything. Right, But me I either. think that our understanding of, like, human nutrition is not as good as you might think. Yeah. I think that it's a it's a little bit of a of a mystery. Yeah, it's a us. little bit of a gray area, and, and perhaps, I was going to make the joke where it's like, oh, you, you've got a probiotic tea, well, have you tried an antibiotic tea? And then I remembered antibiotic is a real word anyway. So yeah, yeah. I really fucked that one up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 the Christmas season. Do you in your in your like beverage rotation with the hot beverages? Do you ever slide some cocoa in there? Um, I'm not a big chocolate fan. Not a big chocolate fan. Nope, I'm not. I'm not really a chocolate person. Mm. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have a hot cocoa every mm-hmm, now and mm-hmm. again, but it is not like super high on my list. Are you like not a sweet things at all kind of person, or is oh, it definitely. just specifically chocolate? I'm, I mean, chocolate is specifically a sweet thing that I don't like very much. Mm-hmm. I very, very occasionally will have will have this the sweet 
the sweet craving, but it happens to me like once a year. Mm-hmm. I am much more of a salty. I crave okay. pota- I crave potato chips. I crave yeah. funky kombucha mm-hmm. um, kind of person. I'm a savory, a savory person. Okay, okay. What when you do crave a sweet? What is it? Mm-hmm. Like imagine, imagine, imagine that you have gone blanky mode. Sure. And you're you're all wrapped up, and you're you're getting down to record. And and in, in in your beverage lineup, you've included one one sweet to satiate I mean, your I craving. Put, okay, but oh, maybe this is the thing because I put one spoonful of sugar in coffee that I drink. That is the only sugar I ever have. So maybe it's not that I'm not a sweet person. Is that that is like that's it? I'm at capacity. The, you're like that's enough sugar. Yeah, I have one spoonful of sugar every day. Because I was about to say like. Even like like one teaspoon of sugar in a coffee doesn't make the coffee sweet. It just sort of like counterbalances the the bitterness, right? Yes, that's true. I wouldn't yeah. be like, mm, this is a sweet drink. Right. This isn't a sweet coffee. This isn't like a frappuccino or anything just because you put one sugar in it. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be, like like but but if you could pick just like one sweet to go with your your unsugared coffee let's say how about some salted caramel is that is that Ooh, cheating because I, I, I no, like no I that's like, both i like to have that salty salty part in there but it no, is see, quite that, sweet that makes sense that's like both at the same time that's that's two birds one stone you get your salty craving and your your mm-hmm, sweet craving mm-hmm. so i'll go with that okay so that's your blanky mode snack is the salted yeah. caramel popcorn okay yeah. yeah i can respect that that's a mm-hmm. good choice mm-hmm. um do you have you ever had the like Salted caramel with cheese popcorn. Mm, I don't like, like to thing. mix. I don't like to mix Me that either. sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, I've heard so many times like, oh, this is like the Chicago way. You you have the salted caramel and you have the cheese popcorn in no. one thing. Mm-mm. Doesn't do it for me. Nope, I'm not. A, like, I'm not a mixer. No, no, I uh, I've tried that. Didn't like it. I tried the slice of cheese on an apple pie thing. Didn't like that. Ew. Yeah, it's, no, it's not good um have have not have not had success with some of those like regional right things yeah there's the putting salted peanuts in pepsi thing or dr pepper i can't remember what it is but like that's a whole thing too no thank you yeah not not a big fan of those of those mixtures oh mm-hmm. <sighs> but here we are blanky mode 2020 yeah uh this may be our last episode of the year so 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 tuck in. So it better be a good one. So it better fucking be a good one. This That's better. Right. This better be good. This better be good. We better get into our news <laughs> for this week. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is that there really wasn't that much news this week. Um, there was a delightful video of Mads Mikkelsen taking a page out of Tom Felton's book and <laughs> uh, recording a video, seemingly in a completely unfurnished house. Yeah. Uh, where he uh, spoke to a reporter and answered some questions about uh, becoming Grindelwald. Um, there is one very choice quote in here. This is mm-hmm. from uh, the Digital Spy write-up of this interview. <laughs> Asked whether there had been a transition between Depp and him in taking over the role, Mads Mikkelsen revealed to AP Entertainment that there hadn't been any contact. No, I don't know him, he said. <laughs> <laughs> I've met him once. I wish I had his phone number. <laughs> But unfortunately, that's not the case. Nicholson <laughs> that, added, there's nothing so else funny. I can do, to be honest. The only approach I can have is to connect the bridge between what he did and what I'm going to do. And we'll see where it lands. 
I I love that like media journalists still ask these questions as if movies are made with anything like that in mind anymore. Like I'm right. thinking about the Marvel movies where it's mm-hmm. like the actors don't know what happens in them. They record separately, uh-huh. like all of this stuff. And it's all just like mon- money making machine um, yeah. stuff. And I'm not saying that there's no art involved. I'm not trying to like degrade the whole situation, but it is very funny when, when we have like, like media journalists asking actors as if anything is done like this anymore like yeah there's some real uh real artistic stuff going into the transition from johnny depp who was fired to (laughs) making mads mickelson be grindelwald in the blockbuster (laughs) harry potter right especially now like literally now in covid it's like oh yeah did you get together with johnny depp's like what the fuck are you talking about like also, why would Johnny like get Depp coffee? put in that work when he just got fired? Yeah, he just got fired. Like, like regardless of the situation, I feel like if you got fired from a job, like you, you're the the best you could do would just be like leave, right? Like, right. you're not going to mo- stick around. The more around. I think about this question, it's it's like <laughs> it, what they're really asking is like, hey, did they somehow secretly get Johnny Depp to like train you for your new job and then fire him? Like, did he train his replacement? No, of right. course not. No, absolutely not. No, yeah, what, like, what, what, also, like, kind of a, in a way, insulting thing to Mads, too, like, (sighs) like, oh, what, what did you learn from Johnny Depp? It's like, I don't know, I'm an, I'm also an actor, like, I'm not, like, I'm not new at this, right, like, I will be playing the character, thank you. (laughs) Also, the role is not that challenging, I mean, come on. (laughs) They hired, yeah, they hired him to be Mads Mikkelsen, and I feel like he knows that, and he has to answer in this really vague way, where he's just like, yeah, I don't know, well, I'll see what I do with it, and the, I mean, the reality is, he is going to be handsome, menacing, uh, and a little aloof, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, he's gonna brood a lot, he's gonna have some meaningful stares at people. I just, I think he's got this one. I think, I think he might have this one in the bag. <laughs> I feel like if there's anything Mads Mikkelsen can do, it is uh, uh, play a, a villain in a fantasy movie. Yeah. The part he was born to play. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's probably got it. I, and also, it's not like, like, these questions, like, this question I feel was maybe warranted when, like, I don't know, uh, uh, someone else got cast as the Joker after Heath Ledger died, right? And it's right. like, damn, everyone, lo- everyone was so moved and shocked by this performance yeah what, what are you bringing to the table right uh whereas it's like who outside of like you know 15 people on twitter who who get really excited every time there's johnny depp news is is there a grindelwald fandom or are there people going like wow you know that movie wasn't good but wow whenever johnny was on screen you he was really electrifying that grindelwald character when he nodded kind of ominously towards the baby and made another lady kill him. That was crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, he spent the whole time talking like this. (laughs) Right. And and it seemed, based on the pauses in his sentences, he didn't know what they were about. (laughs) I keep coming back to the earpiece thing. (laughs) <laughs> because the that that article that I was talking about last week, um, uh, the the Hollywood Reporter one, 
mentioned the the earpiece thing in his contract again. Yeah. And I know, I think there was like a quote from like one other actor or some someone that was like, oh no, he didn't he didn't need that for Fantastic Beasts. I believe that less and less every day. But the more I think about it, the more I realize that cadence he had is totally because of an earpiece, right? Sounds like someone fed the words three or five, three, four <laughs> or five at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that really explains the weird way he was acting in that film, mm-hmm. which is kind of really all he did was 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 kind of leer and talk like that. Um. So yeah, I, uh, I I think, you know, regardless of all the other shit going on with this movie, I think if there's one thing that is probably going to be reliable, it's that I'm pretty sure that Mads Mikkelsen will be able to play a cartoon villain. Yeah, Mads would have, is like way more qualified from like the beginning of this thing. Like as far as right. the character actor goes, I'm like Johnny Depp is not really, he's not really the Grindelwald, like aside from everything else. Yeah. I don't know. Even even if Johnny Depp had not been embroiled in all this stuff, right? Like if we if we had just gotten a clean track from his blow up in Pirates to this, mm-hmm. like he's played a lot of things. I don't think I've ever really seen him play a like a real villain convincingly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not at least not the kind of villain that uh, that Grindelwald's supposed to be. Maybe like he, we will find out what kind of villain that Grindelwald is supposed to be. Yeah. We sure it's Mads have. Mikkelsen. It's Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, he's he's handsome and brooding. Yeah. And do you think he will do a backflip in this? I think I'm going to have the hots for Grindelwald. Mm, uh-oh. 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 Evil gentleman alert. Evil gentleman alert. <laughs> That's fucked up. Terrible news. Terrible news. Yeah, so terrible. Let's move on to another piece of news. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is from Toy News. Brainbox Games enters the wizarding world of Harry Potter in what will be, quote, a huge year for the brand. <laughs> the popular educational game series Brainbox <laughs> is expanding its licensing activity into the wizarding world with the release of its upcoming Brainbox Harry Potter in May of next year. It marks a major development for the Greenboard Games team, who has earmarked 2021 as a, quote, huge year for the brand. <laughs> The Brain Box series is a popular range of addictive memory challenges in which players have 10 seconds to study a card before answering questions on what they saw. The series has previously covered topics across math, English, to dinosaurs, and football. (laughs) 2021 is going to be a huge year for Brain Box, (laughs) says James Wallace, studio manager at Greenboard Games. Brain Box Harry Potter is a fantastic way to relaunch the line, followed by a fresh new look for the whole range, including a completely revamped Brain Box board game and the new line of mini Brain Boxes in a portable and pocket money friendly format. We couldn't be more excited. The Brain Box game series has sold over 8 million copies worldwide in 65 countries and 30 different languages. The Harry Potter edition, as well as others in the series, will be premiered. At uh, Asmo Fair, the third edition of Asmodee's pioneering virtual trade show. And I need to send you a picture of the packaging that will complete this whole thing for you. <laughs> can, you can you please read me what the actual product name is? <laughs> is that the product name? Yes. 
the 10 minute brain challenge. <laughs> Please, my brand. She's very sick. Congratulations to Brainbox. Brainbox um, for this exciting partnership. Um, <laughs> the ten minute we're brain all challenge. So excited to play Harry Potter the ten minute brain challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's called jeans. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <sighs> a big year for the brand, indeed. Um, yeah, I, uh, this is, this, there's no substance to this. I just, I was so taken by the name Brainbox and the 10-Minute Brain Challenge. The 10-Minute Brain Challenge. Um, <laughs> had, you, the... had you heard of Brainbox before? I had never heard of Brainbox before. So it worked. This is, this is, a, this is huge for the brand. This is huge. This frankly. is huge news for the brand. Yeah, it's <laughs> out there. We're broadcasting Brainbox. To millions potentially. <laughs> there's Everyone an egg go pick timer. Up the, the ten minute brain challenge. It's the if there's an egg timer here to see if you can complete the brain challenge in ten <laughs> in minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> I love that they didn't try to like come up with a good name for it. That's like Harry Potter related yeah. at all. Yeah, they could have. I was about to say they could have, like, called it, like, the brain room or something, but that actually wouldn't have fixed it. <laughs> the magic, the magic 10-minute brain challenge. The Department of Mysteries game. The, mm. the wizard, wait, it's a memory challenge, right? They could have called it con, Confundus or Obliviate. They did or... call it the 10-minute brain challenge, and I support them for that. <laughs> Is 10 minutes really a challenge? I don't know. I don't know how challenging it is. <laughs> the 10 minute brain challenge. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. That's all I had for news this week. I was yeah. just very, I was very excited about the 10 minute brain challenge. <laughs> it's extremely funny. Um,. I have uh, only selected those as our news items this week. One, because there really wasn't that much else. And two, I want to give us a long runway for this week's chapter. Yes. We've got one hell of a fucking chapter this week. Um, I didn't think Deathly Hallows was going to be like this. No, me either. Remember, remember way back when we started this podcast and we were like, we haven't read this last book in a while. Yeah. Maybe it's good. Maybe we don't remember it that well. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't remember it that well. Yeah, but it isn't good. It's full of surprises. That much I will give it. It is full of surprises, and it it really pulled one out of the bag for us this week. It sure did. I thought this was just going to be like a filler chapter. Mm, no, no, no. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Well, shall I? Take us away. Uh, this is chapter 29. It's called The Lost Diadem. And we're jumping right in. We have opened the passageway, which I guess they're not even walking through the painting. They're just opening the painting, and there's like a tunnel behind the painting of Ariana Dumbledore. 
Uh, and and it's Neville, and we know that from before. But he, the closer he gets, the more we notice that he's like extremely beat up. Um, but what we also notice once Harry starts talking to him that he's turned into a very cool badass guy that doesn't care about how horrifically injured he is. Um, and we travel uh, with Neville um, back into the school. And we get a little bit of a download of information from him uh, where Harry's sort of talking back and forth with him. Um, and he also mentions to Aberforth before they leave, like, more people are coming. And he's like, Harry, I knew you'd come. Um, we have uh, heard all about your antics. Um, the dragon from Gringotts. Is it true? Wow, it's true. I knew you'd come back. Um, and also... Now Neville's going to tell us about how messed up Hogwarts is. It's evil Hogwarts. It's like Umbridge, but like times 10. We've got the Karos teaching classes. Um, one of the Karos is teaching defense against the dark arts, which is now just the dark arts. Um, Muggle studies is like the racism class now taught by the other Karo. Um, and part of dark arts class is that they have to practice the torture spell on students who have detention. Um, Neville has learned a lot of lessons from when Harry was um, was at Hogwarts standing up against Umbridge and has kind of taken up uh, the mantle um, that Harry Potter, you know, left behind after he left the school. Uh, and he's talking back in class because uh, he remembers how inspiring that was when Harry did it against Umbridge. And, but that's why he's like sort of beat up. And we also get a story about how uh, he and the DA have been doing so much underground stuff a quote, by the way, underground stuff, um, like, like graffiti, um, that like the Caros know that it's Neville and he knows that the ringleader. And at first they were like, well, we won't punish him because he's pure blood. But then they're like, oh, we, actually we will. So they went after his grandma to threaten him, but the grandma was so cool and like fought them off and is now on the run. Uh, and so now they were like, okay, well, we're going to kill Neville. So, uh, and, and this is when we emerge on the other side of the tunnel. Neville's like, that's why I'm living here. And they're in like a hideout basically. And it's super cool and fun. Um, there's like hammocks, there's posters on the wall and it's their, like, it's the, it's the DA headquarters. Um, uh, and it's the room of requirement also. Um, Harry has a brief vision at this moment. He, he gets like the scar hurting thing and it's like, ah, and he sees Voldemort is super pissed off because he is, he has uncovered that another Horcrux is missing and is now flying to the next one with Nagini around his neck to see if it is missing, uh, but Harry can't tell where he's going, but he will certainly come to Hogwarts at some point because the diadem is there. Um, because Neville put out the call that that Harry arrived, um, a bunch of DA members uh, start arriving. Um, we get kind of the list of some of the people from book five, like Terry Boot and Michael Corner, that were all part of it. Some of the Ravenclaws and, and stuff. Um, and And they... And we get the impression based on like the stuff people are saying, they're like, okay, Harry's back. So now we're going to overthrow the Caros uh, and Snape from the school. Everything's going to be better. Harry's going to come with a plan. They've been listening to the podcast this whole time. They're very excited. Um, and, and even Ginny shows up, even Cho Chang, Harry's ex-girlfriend shows up, uh, but they're all kind of put out because Harry's like, uh, no, actually I'm not here to overthrow the Caros and Snape. I'm not here to lead this revolution that you guys have cooked up. Um, actually, I'm doing a secret mission. Um, Hermione and Ron like pull him aside and are like, they can help us though. 
And they walk back to the group and Harry's like, you can help. I'm looking for the mythical lost diadem of Ravenclaw. And all the Ravenclaws go, what are you, stupid? It's lost. We don't know where it is. Um, but we can show you a replica of it in the Ravenclaw common room if you'd like. So Harry says, yeah, I should know what it looks like if I'm looking for it. Um, and so Cho Chang is like, I'll bring you to the common room, Harry. Um, and Ginny says, absolutely not. <laughs> Luna will take him to the common room. And so <laughs> Harry and Luna, they walk up to the Ravenclaw common room. And Harry's like, wow, I've never seen the staircase before. There's a an eagle and does a, the eagle says a riddle to Luna and she has an answer to the riddle. And so they go in and then Harry sees a statue of Rowena Ravenclaw in the Ravenclaw common room and is like, oh, I recognize this from the other statue of Rowena Ravenclaw I've seen um, and he looks at the diadem that is a replica on her head and reads it out loud, which says, with wit beyond measure is a man's greatest treasure. And then the Caros are here and they're like, well, you're stupid, aren't you? That's the end of the chapter. <laughs> oh, I love this chapter so much. It's so good. It, this is this is the pinnacle. Uh, this is everything we've been working for this whole time, these past Three years or however long it's been. Then two two long years of this is of the moment. Reading this series. It was all leading up to this. This feels like a chapter that was written just for us. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It's, it's so beautiful. It's really something. <sighs> I think we kind of have to tackle this in two parts. Okay. I think we've got to do the tunnel scene. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of info dumping in the yeah. tunnel scene. Yeah, there is. And then we can get to, like, the magic tree house uh, afterwards. I don't even know how to talk about this without just going line by line and laughing at it. It's, that, it can't yeah. be what we do, but I just don't even know where to begin. Can it not be what we do? Can we <laughs> not mean, just read the chapter and sort of interject? This we cannot. Is- it's too long. It's too long. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I was already laughing when um, the very first sentence in this chapter is, like, Neville running past Harry to, like, hug Ron and Hermione. <laughs> like, already very funny. Yeah. Um, but this story that Neville weaves as he takes mm. them back through this passageway, <laughs> uh-huh. which I can only imagine is, like, a two-by-two two Minecraft tunnel. That's uh, also what I was picturing. Yeah, just just a just a solid rectangle. <laughs> yeah. Down down to the castle. Mm-hmm. Um he he like th- like this walk and talk that he gives, he like explains like an entire other novel's worth of stuff to Harry. Oh yeah. It's I mean like we we've complained about like all the cool stuff at Evil Hogwarts before mm-hmm. that we could have been seeing. Um, but it's even more taunting here for, like, Neville to, like, describe this, like, bizarre, like, Les Miserables uh, world that he has been living in while <laughs> Harry has been fucking around doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's happened a few times in this book, and it just gets funnier the longer it goes on, where I feel like something happens and it just gives me the feeling like, oh, now the book can start. And I'm just like, this... His summary about evil Hogwarts that we've been missing out on just feels like it should be in, like, the first six chapters of a Harry Potter book. Like, I'm like, okay, we've arrived at Dark Hogwarts. The story can start. Right. And 
it's very funny to get this very whimsical, like it's dark, but it's like Tim Burton dark um, picture of like what evil Hogwarts is like. Mm-hmm. When lest we forget, it was like eight, six chapters ago that like a major contention point that like nearly ruined Harry and Ron's friendship was that like Harry Ron thought that Harry wasn't taking like the situation to evil Hogwarts seriously enough. <laughs> uh-huh. He's like, my sister could be fucking dead. It's like, yeah. it sounds like she's just in a like cooler, like a Disney channel Halloween movie right now, right. actually. Uh, so, so that, <laughs> that doesn't really track. Um, uh, there's also the part where, um, uh, 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 Neville is like not only imparting all of this like wisdom about evil Hogwarts to Harry, but he also knows everything Harry's done. Like, yeah, he's like rattling off like, "Oh, is it true that you rode a dragon? Did you break into Gringotts? Did you f- go to the lake or whatever?" And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess this news has spread far and wide," which is very funny because it didn't go two ways. We didn't get any news out of Hogwarts, but somehow everyone on Hogwarts knows what Harry has been up to, knows he's on a secret mission, and yet Voldemort only figured this out last chapter. Well, because Voldemort doesn't have the secret code to get into the secret podcast. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He does not have... He has He has no radio. Voldemort <laughs> hates the radio. He's like, turn that damn thing off if anyone turns the radio on. Right. Oh, God, I really don't know where to begin with it, right? Like, the, like the, what are... In order, what are the things Neville tells harry is going on in in evil hogwarts i mean he's just like first starts because he's all beat up so harry's like what what happened to you Mm -hmm. and neville's like it's it's fine it's cool it's not a big deal um i'm just like a cool badass now but everyone's getting tortured at hogwarts all the time yeah okay so this thing of neville being incredibly blasé about being tortured yeah, is incredibly it's just normal f- now. He's normal now. This is nuts. Like, if you zoom out and, like, think about who Neville is as a character, and, like, who he has lost to evil wizard torture, like, his attitude about this is sociopathic. Yeah. Like, like his, he, we last saw him, more or less, uh, dealing with this topic uh in the hospital visiting his parents who are yeah. like now uh like unable to recognize him because they were tortured so hard yeah but he's like ah you know what they're torturing me but they haven't killed me so whatever like he really just has no thoughts about this beyond like well at least i'm alive i mean this is just a different guy is yeah. the thing. i don't i don't even think this is like a hot take and in fact, is maybe one of the the most common, uh, like, sort of fandom accepted criticisms of the novels, mm-hmm. which is the idea that um, Neville's story across the entire books was sort of just like, he's having a hard time. He's like a pretty shy. He's not great at magic and is like pretty um like tormented at home by his family that Mm -hmm. wants him to live up to like his sad tortured parents legacy yeah and and up until this point i i think like the kid the kid's book approach is really like he is okay 
like who he is is okay. Right. He doesn't and need to good, live up to those expectations. And he has and he has value and yeah. like has like things that are are good about him and and we see them at at various at various times throughout the books whenever right. he pops up. Uh no, no, at this point <laughs> he is a completely different guy um and it's actually like it was important for him to turn into this cool normal guy and do cool normal stuff and he just is suddenly very competent in the way that his family wanted him to be so yeah. that's kind of the culmination of his story he which is, is ma- like he is sad. male hero i mean he's basically he is harry for hogwarts now right like like harry is gone and harry was this character for hogwarts previously mm-hmm. and now harry's gone so neville has just like I guess taking up this mantle, sword in the stone style of like I will be the character to become the masculine badass, right? Which is so not Neville, and mm-hmm. it, like it shouldn't be because like like Neville, like you said, like he he was like demonstrating his you know that he had value as a person beyond what his like family's outrageous expectations for him were, right? Uh, he you know like I I think the main thing that was sort of like a running subplot in this was that he was like a herbology whiz right like he yeah he, he was really good with plants and good with horticulture and stuff mm-hmm. um and that is entirely absent here like he isn't even like doing cool plant stuff like he isn't like a plant mage or something it's like yeah I'm using vines to climb out of the dorms or something or like <laughs> anything that like even remotely hints at uh, uh the character he used to be. Um, instead, he is just, he is just, I mean, in, in the words of another character in this chapter, he is just the man. Now. You're the man, Neville. You're the man, Neville. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely ridiculous. He, it, like, he, he is, he is taking on this journey through this tunnel. He is just taking Harry on a voyage to a different novel. Yeah. Like, like I was joking about this when we were talking about it yesterday, but like we 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 had that read on the Goblet of Fire forest scene mm-hmm. where it felt like it's really weird and cool. And like Harry is sort of like walking through these various like scenes and it feels like he is entering like a darker series of novel novels and he's entering the adult world where like uh-huh. people are shiftier and have like more base motivations and 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 are less trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and here. Harry is moving out of literally the darkest thing that has ever happened in this series, which yeah. is Aberforth telling him the script of a CSI episode. Yeah. And then getting in this tunnel with like after hearing a story about like brain torture, more or less, mm-hmm. uh, and then gets in this tunnel and walks through it with Neville as he explains like, yeah, well, uh, I was getting tortured, but I'm not a pussy about it, so it doesn't matter. Right. Like, like, just total, total tonal whiplash, ideological whiplash, every kind of whiplash you can imagine here, just entering a completely different story and like <laughs> a completely different set of rules and expectations for characters and tone and uh, uh, cons- like level of consequences. It's kind of nuts what's what's happening here. Yeah, and and the whole time you just expect the other shoe to drop because it honestly is so like that that it feels intentional and it feels like Harry should have this moment where he's like, "What is this?" You know, yeah. like he he's been like out in the out in the world 
seeing all the, seeing all the shit or whatever and now he's going back to Hogwarts and there's all these kids playing at they're sort of like they're sort of larping a little y- bit yeah yeah but i don't think that that is the tone or what we're supposed to take from it no that would almost make sense like like if it was a story about like harry seeing how shitty everything really is mm-hmm. and then coming back and seeing like this you know baby pretend revolution where they're really just like weird you know like basically like seeing what the what we read the da as uh right in book five yeah uh you know for himself yeah but at the same time like it that is the like tonal issue here is that what is happening to these kids is extremely serious right it is like it is it is a cartoon in a way but it isn't like i could see a version of this where harry shows up and they're like harry Good, great, you're here for the revolution. You'll never guess what the Karos have done. They have made it so detention is two hours and not one hour, <laughs> right? And then and then Harry would be like, what the fuck, you guys? Like, this is serious. Yeah. Um, this isn't, this isn't, you know, fifth year or whatever. But that's not what is happening here. And the things that are happening to them are, is like literal torture. They, yeah. they are in torture hell. Yeah. So... <laughs> but they're fine. It's fine. Yeah, they're 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 fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh as long as you're cool and uh don't don't cry when you get tortured, it's whatever. Right. Yeah, it's uh it's it's it's, it's a lot here. Um I also love like like you you're right in that like the world that's being described here is like, you know, in abstract it's like very scary, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's two new teachers, uh, you know, headmasters who are like literally like making a system for torturing children in the school that's pretty bad yeah um but the way that they are introduced is and like i know that we've like sort of like heard tell of them Mm -hmm. at this point um and like they were present during the end of the last book right like they're i think one of i i don't know if they're there by name but i think (laughs) they are there when Along with the big elf guy, um, when oh, Dumbledore yeah. dies, um, and uh, uh, so like they're 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 kind of no- nobodies. They're kind of like muscle, but like the way that they are introduced, and like this is a thing that like gets annoying in fiction when it is lampshaded. But to have Neville say like, "Oh, have you heard about the Caros? They're like ten times as worse as Umbridge." Yeah, is so boring as a way to introduce some villains like like <laughs> like people people get annoyed that like i don't know just to like to pick a pop culture example like oh you thought the death star was bad well star killer base is like an <laughs> even bigger super weapon right mm-hmm. where it's just like a totally meaningless uh uh, uh pointless raising of stakes right to just say like well it's 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 even worse Mm-hmm. But, like, even that, I don't think anyone ever says out loud, like, oh, it's, like, ten Death Stars, right? Like, it's just, like, implied, like, th- like through the visuals and stuff. Right, I mean, um, usually when it is pointed out, it is specifically because you're lampshading it or making a joke, right? Like, that's the yeah. Buffy style, like, <laughs> right. okay, well, we beat the biggest asshole in the universe, but now an even bigger asshole of the universe is here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas, whereas... This is this is like the only introduction they get is like, 
oh, you thought Umbridge was bad? Well, this is worse. There's like other, there's more Umbridges here. We don't get to see it or anything. We just hear it secondhand. Uh, and, and we are, we are, we are told like, yes, they are running torture school and they're worse than Umbridge. And isn't that crazy? And it's just such a. Why is it not characters we know? Yeah. I don't, why I don't is understand. it not Why is Umbridge? it not Bellatrix and her husband? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It could be Bellatrix and her husband. It could, I mean, it could just be Umbridge. Like Umbridge operating without having to like, please the like liberal establishment. Right. Uh-huh. Like the, if 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 Umbridge was allowed to go mask off at the school and was like, okay, I don't have to fight Fudge on everything anymore. Yeah, I mean that's evil Hogwarts, right? Like if Umbridge was back and teaching Muggle studies and it was like sort of the same tone of the like uh, racism flyers at the Ministry. Yeah. Um, and then like Bellatrix was teaching the dark arts. Like that's that's that means something to us. <laughs> can't believe it's called that. they had defense against the art dark arts and neville's like yeah now it's just the dark arts fucking all, what all, all i i imagine when i read that is just like like pictures of like neon signs that like have letters that go out to like say a bad <laughs> word it's like you thought this is defense against the dark arts well it's just the dark arts now i was just picturing the like the like Daffy Duck cartoon where he's like flipping the duck season rabbit season sign over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, what a lame, like, like again, like it is serious, right? Cause like what they are describing is like Hitler youth. Yeah. Like, like brainwashing. Yeah. But in practice, it's like monsters Inc. <laughs> I mean, this sentence is amazing. Amicus, the bloke, he teaches what used to be defense against the dark arts, except now it's just the dark <laughs> arts. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so, it's lazy is what it is. And I don't, I, that's not a thing I like throwing around in, like, art criticism, right? But, like, there's really no other way for me to describe this. It's just lazy. There's... I think it's way too extreme. I think that the idea that the dark arts class is students using the forbidden torture spell on students that have detention is just like it goes way too far it just becomes funny again right exactly yeah it's 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 no longer scary at that point because especially in these last couple of books that are more um quote unquote realistic right mm -hmm. uh the thing that and, and like this is another thing we've criticized before but it, it is a like uh, a staple of the books at this point is um, establishing how bad something is by, like, uh, uh, linking it to a thing that you know is bad in real life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's sort of what she's doing here, but this doesn't have, like, the sinister edge of, like, what the Hitler youth camps were, right? Right. Which were, like, four children, Right. Yeah. And were I mean, they were filtering down Nazi ideology to children, but they were still doing it with like, you know, and an, an, a, a presentation and an air that made it like palatable to children. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was what made it sinister and scary um, to look at. Right. Because it's like it's it's like, you know, the, the, the veil is so thin between uh, like what you, what you would imagine, like a normal child's education to be like versus like outright nazi propaganda right that is the scary part if you make it 
uh, again, like Monsters Inc. Like they are just learn. They they are just doing something totally absurd. They are going to evil guy class. It's <laughs> called the dark arts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they've called it the dark arts. Like like I, I don't know. Nazis didn't name their stuff like evil guy school, right? Like <laughs> th- that's not how this works. That's not what makes them scary and and dangerous. And so it yeah, like you say, it just it just goes. It's going too far. Not in the sense that it's like, oh, it's, this is so disgusting and scary. It's going too far. It's like, no, it's just going too far. You've pushed this into comedy. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's like Adam's family at this yeah. point, right? Yes, because it's, yeah. I, I, like, how how can I believe in any gravity that Crucio has? Right, right, yeah. Like, like we we just in this scene have have now got an established main character whose entire like like i guess like really his entire character uh arc was him dealing with like being terrified of knowing that his parents were tortured to like near death right uh-huh and that has like ca- he has carried that his entire life throughout these books um he had to like leave the evil guy class in book four because he was so like emotionally broken up over this right over like like seeing the crucio performed on the spider and now he gets it used on him and he's like well i bet i guess i better suck it up because time to go to torture class uh double torture uh, class double torture class oh damn it i hate that yeah it's it's uh it's really I mean, it's it's like not only doing a disservice to the world building, it's doing a disservice to the character, right? Like it's on on neither level is something getting sacrificed, be, like in a way that's like worth it for the other thing, right? Like his character isn't being made better by a slight retcon, and his the world is not being made more interesting by his character being retcon. It's just like this is on both ends. This is a bad change for everything. There's like a joke that he tells about how like Crab and Goyle really like to do like to be the torturers. Yeah. But I I think it is presented as like an offhand comment and joke and I can't take it that way in a book that has been this serious so far. Right. Like it it kind of brings me back to Draco wanting Hermione to die in book 2 where you're like these are 12 year olds and this 12 year old wants the classmate that he's, he's been in class with to die. That is like pretty serious. Yeah. I think crab and Goyle enjoying doing, doing the, the torture spell on the classmates that they have grown up with and had classes with and passed in the hallways and et cetera, et cetera is like, disturbing right especially because as we like learned in the first really serious book right in book five Mm -hmm. you have to really like actually truly deeply hate someone to for crucio to work right like like so i mean i I mean i think it raises some really kind of interesting questions that the book doesn't want to answer because we are in this like situation with like i think all the implications here are extremely disturbing and we have the characters saying, okay, we need a revolution, which we'll get to. And Harry saying, no, we just have to kill Voldemort. And it's like, 
the problem can't just be Voldemort if you have Crab and Goyle having this in their hearts and truly wanting to hurt people. Like this mm-hmm. is a, it almost is like an accidental, like this is clearly a, a systemic rot in yeah. this world. And, but to have your protagonist spend the whole time being like, no, no, I need to find object to destroy bad guy <laughs> is like, is pretty funny. Yeah. We'll get, to, we'll get to the like weird inability to address the systemic rot thing in the second part of this chapter too. Cause <laughs> uh-huh. that, that's a, that's a big thing looming over the, the clubhouse bit. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, like right after that, Neville Neville says like, "Oh, we've got to listen to Electo talk, explain how Muggles are like animals, stupid and dirty, and how they drove wizards into hiding by being vicious towards them, and how the natural order is being reestablished." Mm-hmm. And I I really like reeled at this one <laughs> because this this is on multiple levels a a wild paragraph mm-hmm. because. Number one, right after this, Neville hits back and says, like, oh, I got this cool torture scar because yeah. after after she says she said that, I asked her how much muggle blood she had. And that is not a great own, Neville, if you no. are like trying to be an ally or whatever. First of all, um, that that is that is really not the cool thing to say that you think it is, uh, Joe, but I will I will let that one that's slide. Some, that's some Donald Trump quote tweeting uh, energy right there. <laughs> right, yeah. But um, the other part that is maddening about this is that in this passage here, we are supposed to take this as if that is a total lie, like, like a complete fabrication, right? That Like, of course, the muggles were not vicious to wizards. And of course, muggles did not force wizards into hiding. And like, like, this is this is clearly a, a propaganda lie that the evil cartoon bad guy is telling these kids. Mm-hmm. But we know that that is not true in this world, because after this book, J.K. Rowling predicated an entire film series on this being true on on wizards actually being the ones who were persecuted by muggles and being forced underground and that like grindelwald was a uh, uh an unfortunate leader who rose to address a, a real problem right mm-hmm. like that's the entire political core of the fantastic beast movies so far is that like yes grindelwald is bad and has ulterior motives but he is addressing a real problem that wizards have with muggles so that's nuts huh isn't that interesting isn't that weird um i mean like like on top of that i mean that's a really bad rabbit hole to go down if like if you just want to see some real tasteless shit look up the like tidbits of lore that were being published on pottermore in the lead up to the first fantastic beasts movie (laughs) and read all about how like american wizards had to run away from like very clearly based on runaway slave catcher uh wizard catchers in the 1600s and 1700s and 1800s like that was a whole there's a whole heap of shitty lore to read uh uh that that uh, p- uh posits that uh wizards were like on the run and the persecuted ones uh uh for by but you know and and hunted by muggles 
which goes flies directly in the face of this book that is saying that like oh this is the obvious bad guy lie so hmm this is this is such a i know we've talked about this before but this is just like the most like this is like a pitfall of the uh i mean pretty much like the fantasy novel trying to uh, have be like a metaphor for racism. Um, yeah. But then like tripping and falling and being like, Oh, but the reason that people are racist is also true. Right. Like it's like mages in dragon age. Yes. Right. Uh, and it's, and it's a disaster. Uh, and it's, and it sucks a lot. And this does that, but it's like, Times 100. It's like the Karas being times 100 umbrages. It's like J.K. <laughs> Rowling somehow, like, made it worse. Yeah, she made it, like, way more on the nose. I mean, like, that, that that's the thing that I find so galling about the, like, American wizard lore stuff, right? Like, like they're not only can you read this lore on, on Pottermore about, like, the, you know, the, 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 the mercenaries who would travel around and capture people and tell their bosses that they were wizards it really it, you know even if they weren't so they could uh you know get some money out of it which is one million thousand percent based on like real slave catcher stuff right like like mm-hmm. and so like not only that not only is that part of the lore but there are like lovingly detailed, like fake woodblock print illustrations of it that were commissioned for this fucking shit. Yeah. Like it, and like you look at the and and you could, you could look at those illustrations and go like, damn, I know exactly what this is referencing, and this isn't good. Right. Um, she tripled down on on this 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 shit in the intervening time between this book and fantastic beasts, which makes this line and like this whole scene of like, look at the Karos who are so wacky and, and like obviously evil. And it is really disturbing. Cause I'm like, well, but we've just learned that like most of this is true to some degree in this world's perspective. Mm-hmm. So what, what is this trying to say? It's, it's so, it's so bad. Yeah, it's really dark, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, whew. it is, it, it is really grim stuff, but it is just presented with, like, such, it, like, and, and that's, this is the other part, is it's, like, when you, it, it, it fucks up on, uh, on this so bad that, like, Normally with a story like this, you want to be able to laugh at it on the surface because it's like, you know, just presented in a funny way or like an ironic way or or just a, a, a interesting kooky way. And then you dig a little deeper and you find that like, oh, actually, there's a real story here. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like the ideal version of like this kind of dark humor. That's the, that she's sure. going for. Yeah. Um, What happens in reality is that it seems like it is a joke on accident. And then you dig into the reality of it, and it's way gnarlier than anything that the joke version is describing. Like, it's Some, it's it's completely fucked up and backwards. Somehow the effect is that it just reads like an SNL sketch to me. <laughs> yes, yeah. I can't even quite pinpoint why, but that is what I feel when I'm reading it. Well, because it's just, it's just, you have expectation of what Hogwarts is like. What if it was the opposite? Right. What if instead of Defense Against the Dark Arts, it was Dark Arts? 
what if what they were studying about muggles was like their skull shape with calipers? I don't know. Right. Like it's it's just it's just it's crazy. Like it it is it it is it is that the it is that the narrative level of an SNL sketch totally. It's just like, oh, you you expected one thing. What if it was the other way around? Did did she put that thing in at the beginning about like mandatory school so that people didn't ask the question of like why are they at the school? <laughs> like why why are uh, yeah. the parents letting their kids go to torture school? Why right. are the other teachers still teaching at torture school? Yeah. Yeah, the 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 that is another great part in ne- Neville's spiel as they as they are uh, uh, walking through this tunnel and he's telling them all of the lore of what's what's happened while they've been gone and he's talking about the torture detention and he's like, yeah, the teachers don't give it to us if they can help it. Like what? Are you fucking kidding? Like like what? <laughs> <laughs> what is that like? Like you're in class with McGonagall and she's like, okay, look, I really don't want to send you to get tortured, but you've really got to put your phone away. Like I'm serious. This is the third time you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go get tortured. Do you want to go get tortured? Because I don't want to do I like I, I don't want to send you to get tortured, but if you keep on playing playing Fortnite on your phone during class, I will I will unfortunately have to send you to get crucioed by Crab and Goyle. <sighs> Uh, poor Jack Sloper. I know he know he loves to play Fortnite on his phone during class. <laughs> Jack Sloper. Jack Sloper's been tweeting up a storm recently. I'm I, I, yeah. hope, I hope he's been I hope he's been well. I hope he hasn't been sent to torture detention lately. <laughs> it's worth it for the dubs. <laughs> he's yeah, it's just like that that alone that line alone about how like oh that you know they they try not to send us to torture detention like undercuts any level of like gravity you can treat this chapter with because it's like i don't know if you're like a school teacher for like school age children like 11 and 12 year olds how do you go to work and teach when like the first years are being like literally in this text saying like, like chained up and tortured. Like, I think that it is like your moral duty as McGonagall to like (laughs) kill whoever is doing that. And I'm not, and I'm not joking. Like I, I I think that that is you, you have to kill them. Yeah. At this point, it's sort of like negligence on, on, uh, on McGonagall and everyone else's part. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like how, how many, like how many, bad teachers are there in this scenario versus the good like so we've got the caros uh-huh you're telling me that like mcgonagall and bins and and <laughs> well, like bins doesn't know bins I, doesn't know what's going on i guess he's a ghost or whatever right oh no he's probably sending them to detention like normal because he doesn't have oh, any he's, idea he's like, oh, he's, oh no fuck <laughs> Oh, bin, yeah, Bins is Bins is a uh, is a is a fellow traveler, just entirely on accident though. <laughs> but you got okay, you've got McGonagall, you got Flitwick, you've got Sprout, you've yep. got uh uh what's her face, the the Quidditch lady, Hooch, Hooch, yeah, you've got all of them. You're telling me that like Hagrid was there up until recently when he threw <laughs> a uh, support Harry Potter party in his in his hut or whatever. You're telling me that, like, they couldn't have gotten together and said, like, okay, Hagrid, you're the tank, uh, uh, Sprout, <laughs> you're, you're the healer, and we're all DPS, and we are going to just, like, 
it's on site for the Karos. Like, what are they going to do? Right. Like, I guess Snape is there. Like, is is the one thing that is keeping everything together here? Is it like Snape telling McGonagall, like, no, there's a plan. Like, 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 I'm going to, I, I will be double crossing Voldemort eventually. This will just, just like, can you please meet the torture quota? So for the now, the eleven year olds will be tortured. Look, I know that the eleven year olds are being put in chains uh, and systematically tortured, but. <laughs> I am working on it, okay? Please, give me some no, time. No, I don't even think so, because I'm pretty sure that at the end of this, no one knows, and Harry has to oh, go that's tell everyone right. that Snape was good, because he saw the vial of memory. That's so, right. So McGonagall has no idea. That's right. So yes, yeah, so McGonagall does not know that Snape is a secret double agent. So there is literally no reason, no excuse for any of these these like supposedly good teachers to not just like all right well i just saw colin creevy getting like getting put in shackles and floated down the hallway to the torture room uh we've got something we've got to do like like what the fuck cuz cuz that's the thing right is is like you said because this chapter does not um like can't even conceive of like systemic oppression, right? Right. It it really does put the onus on the teachers. Like if this was a slightly more realistic story, it would make total sense that like the teachers are like, you know, just as uh uh under the thumb as the students, right? And it's uh-huh. like it's like yeah, like they they can't do anything. They have to meet this quota. They're going to be killed if they don't or they're, you know, other, some some other way that they 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 are being coerced into into this right in in, in yeah. a way, the way where like power is being wielded against them to wield power against the, the students and so on but like this is not a, a smart enough story for that right like it's it's not interested and probably isn't even aware of like that nature of like power abuse right mm-hmm. so instead it's like there really is no reason why mcgonagall who by the way we've seen mcgonagall like fight before it's not yeah. like she, it's it, like all of these wands are guns. All of these people are strapped. Um, yeah. At all times. Uh huh. You're telling me that there is not a single point in the day where the Caros could not be taken out with one shot. I believe they could be taken out with one shot. <laughs> in fact, we have a we have a spell that kills someone in one shot every single time. Oh, but it's, it's unblockable, unbeatable. But it's um, unforgivable. Only the also, bad guys but use you it. You might you might say to me, McGonagall would never use an unforgivable curse. I do want you to know that she does use the Imperious Curse in the next chapter. Oh, that's want, right. Yes. Yeah. And yes. I'm just like, nothing means it. It's all meaningless. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. Also, she is robbed of doing the cool thing, which remember when she nearly died because she got hit with like 12 stunners or whatever? Yeah. What if all the teachers got together and fired 12 stunners into the Karos? Why don't they? It'll be fucking badass. And she's like, yeah, here's your here's your fucking stun guns. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like without. Like, it, it just all crumbles at the foundations because, like, without acknowledging that, that like, there is system, there's a system in play that is is keeping <laughs> these cogs turning. Mm-hmm. The, it just leaves, it just leaves the, like, the responsibility of the teacher's laps. And, like, like Neville just saying, like, yeah, they're, they're fine. They, they try not to send us to actual torture hell <laughs> for the most part. Right. Like, that's something I would say about, like, a professor who, like, 
emailed me about my questions most of the time. Right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he doesn't always respond when I ask for help with my paper, but he's, you know, I can tell that he's trying. I know he's busy. Right. Yeah. Like, he's not ignoring me. He's just busy. It's like, uh-huh. you can't talk like that about someone who's like holding your like dignity in their hands. Right. Like, <laughs> I can, I can send you to be tortured literally anytime I want. Also, I I just, it is the worst torture. That is how we are supposed to understand it, right? This is the most torment that a person can experience. Yeah. It is the worst pain. It will, it will drive you out of your mind. Yeah, we, in the text, like, like, Neville's parents were, were, like, destroyed by it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I think if, if you're not going to write a better story, you just got to dial it back, right? It's got it's got to be, you know, I, I, like, okay, return to corporal punishment. Sure. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, everyone gets tripled the tension. No clubs are allowed. Instead of Quidditch, we roll rocks across the Quidditch field. Like, okay. <laughs> But we this all is just... we all have like a single cartoon ball and chain, and we wear striped <laughs> we, we wear we wear striped prison uniforms. We have to hit rocks for no reason, like in a uh-huh. Looney Tunes cartoon, right? Yeah, or yeah, or or like even if it was like, oh, you 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 would not believe the shit they ha- they're having us do here. Um, uh, the Caros assigned me one million lines. Mm-hmm. I have to I have to write I have to write. I will not be rebellious 10 billion times on the chalkboard (laughs) they created a magic chalkboard that scrolls and they have to fill the entire thing yeah like at least if you're going to make it a joke make it a joke right Uh but like you can't make it a joke and also make it about the torture spell that has like literally ruined characters lives in this story Crab and Goyle are just torturing their classmates yeah right like there's something wrong with them yeah they've been up until this, they have been comic relief characters. Uh-huh. Like, and and again, like, if you want to tell the story about, like, the slow slide into, like, scary fascism, then, yeah, having a character who, like, seemed like a comic relief character, but then, like, really did do that shit, right? Like, that's something, but that's not what's happening here. Well, we don't even see it, right? Like, that, that yeah. is the other problem, is that right. we're hearing it, like, third hand from mm-hmm. Neville. Mm-hmm. So it isn't like anything got developed. There's no even, like, story tricks that can, like, make you buy into And maybe it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but you, like, emotionally bought it. Because we didn't see it. It didn't happen in this story. Yeah. It is just being relayed to us. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's so funny, too, that all of this, as they're walking, is in service of... It's, like, building to this point where Neville is, like... And and you know what? We're resisting because it's all because of you. Because we saw you do it in class. Because you said, I want to read books about guns in class. Yeah. Um, well, and, now we are. And now we are. And, and It's all really confused. When he's... When Neville then continues to, like, describe what, like, the DA has been doing to resist, mm-hmm. it is so fucking funny. Oh, doing underground stuff? Doing underground stuff. This is the, like, like you said, this, this chapter (laughs) is perhaps 
for the the not for the reasons that people think. Mm-hmm. But like this is the perfect chapter for the um Harry Potter taught me politics crowd. Yeah. Because uh the resistance that Neville describes in this <laughs> is like doing graffiti and uh mouthing off to teachers and uh I I guess staying up past his bedtime to wander the halls to do more graffiti. Like, it's really nothing. Like, this is the big this is the big thing that they've been doing is like, like, oh, it's it's been so crazy, Harry. Uh we I nearly got sent to torture to torture class because <laughs> I wrote like fuck teachers on the wall one time. It's <laughs> I, I love that that she couldn't even think of another example and so went to doing other underground stuff. Other underground stuff. Just just doing I'll I'll just read it. We used to sneak out at night and put graffiti on the walls. Dumbledore's army still recruiting, stuff like that. Snape hated it. It got more difficult as time went on. We lost Luna at Christmas and Janie never came back after Easter and the three of us were sort of the leaders. The Caros seemed to know I was behind a lot of it so they started coming down on me hard. And then Michael Corner went and got caught releasing a first year they'd chained up. They chained up! They chained up and they tortured him pretty badly. That scared people off. Yeah, well, I couldn't ask people to go through what Michael Corner did. Torture. So we dropped those kinds of stunts but we were still fighting doing underground stuff. (laughs) Doing underground stuff, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, like, J.K. Rowling has no idea. Blue Wave still recruiting. Blue Wave. Get out the, get out the, get out the vote. I vote, was doing real. Vote un- blue. I was doing real underground stuff, Harry. I took, I made a fucking website called Granger 2020. <laughs> We're doing some real underground, st- you know, the, all the other underground stuff. Yeah, I uh, I actually started a TikTok account, Harry, and uh, I was playing <laughs> Voldemort speeches, but I was like, ma- I was like mouthing along to them, but I was like doing a stupid face along with it, and I got a million dollar Netflix deal out of it. Yeah, we've been listening to a secret podcast <laughs> and other underground stuff. It's <laughs> so good. What the fuck does that mean? Other underground stuff. J.K. Rowling doesn't know what, like, she's just like, yeah, uh, I'll fill this in later. Doing other underground stuff. This is like a note card <laughs> that made it into the final book. Like, yeah, I'm going, oh, oops, I, I accidentally wrote other underground stuff here. That was actually one of my notes. I needed to look up what some other underground stuff might be that would be, I guess, less conspicuous than graffiti. Like, what could that possibly be? Like, putting kick me signs on teachers? Like, what? i mean i guess that's the real question right because we're here they all think harry's there for the revolution and my question is they've been doing all this underground stuff so what are they gonna do what is this are they so because there's only one answer and it's kill them yeah like it is kill snape and the two teachers they have they need harry to murder three people yeah i don't think that's what they're saying though no that's not what they're saying but that is the only logical answer to the details presented to us right it's three people also also right it's three people 
we have established that the teachers are like nominally on their side, right? Like, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess if you mouth off too much, they'll send you to torture detention. <laughs> right. But it seems like McGonagall, you know, and, and, and the, the, you know, the good, the good teacher crew is pretty much on their side. So yeah. you're telling me that like they couldn't go to McGonagall and be like, hey, I know you're scared to pull the trigger. But what if all of us did? There's like 40 of us now. Yeah. But also like, why? Like, can't you pull the trigger, McGonagall? Like, I don't. <laughs> Everyone is strapped. Everyone has. <laughs> if you. The the idea that a, that a character who is, is supposed to be like of good moral standing could live could exist in this torture hell mm-hmm. and like watch a watch an 11 year old get chained up and tortured <laughs> and like not immediately reach for the like literal magic gun they carry in their pocket and do like a cool like wild west just just like hammer down blasting of whoever was responsible right like what that says a lot more about McGonagall than it does about the Caros, really. Yeah, I mean, there's three teachers that are the problem here, and I just now I'm like, did the the, the good teachers like get together and they're like brainstorming because they're like all the kids they're doing their underground stuff. What can we do to help? And Hagrid is like, I'm gonna host a party. I'm gonna throw a party. <laughs> Honestly, in my, this- in my hut. <laughs> Um, this is I'm the perfect portrait of like liberal like inefficiency, right? This is <laughs> what what are we going to do? We are going to get together and we are all going to sing Imagine for the mm-hmm. students. And they're gonna that we're 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 gonna let them know that that they're in our hearts. We do have to send them to torture class occasionally if they're, you know, <laughs> if they're on their phones for too long. But uh-huh. but they're, they have our support. We see, we see them. They're heard. We see you. We hear you. We're listening. We know that the torture class is not ideal. Uh, Hagrid is throwing a support Harry Potter party in his hut tonight at 7 p.m. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, it's a great dark comedy. If this whole book like took place at Torture Hogwarts. Yeah. There's a lot of great jokes in here. This this chapter would be perfect if it was on purpose. Yeah. If this was an on purpose story about like a completely like flaccid uh, uh <laughs> like liberal response to fascism then yeah yeah 100% this would be perfect. Would oh, not hilarious. would not change a single word of it. Uh mm-hmm. but because this is supposed to be a story about like the, the cool underground students who have who have been doing cool underground stuff. Don't know what that is. I'll fill fill that in later. Um uh to resist torture school. It is uh kind of insane. I also just want to say like the way Neville talks. I know I said that he is a different person, but like there is nothing like Everything hammers home in this chapter that who he was before was not okay. Right, yeah. Like, the way he talks is completely different. The way he talks about people is different. And and it just tells you, like, there is no other takeaway other than, like, this is good. Yeah, this is the ideal man. The way he was before was bad. Um, He says, this is probably the weirdest line, um, 
the only real people in real danger are, are the ones whose friends and relatives on the outside are giving trouble. They get taken hostage. Old Zeno Lovegood was getting a bit too outspoken in the quibbler, so they dragged Luna off the train and on the way back from Christmas. That's not Neville. Neville no. doesn't talk like that. Does he know old Zeno Lovegood? Old Zeno. He, well, he calls Aberforth Ab. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> he, like, he, like, kicks open the portrait, and he's like, what's up, Ab? <laughs> I'm here. Like that's not Neville. And and yeah, like you say, like it, it 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 this is there is a um there's a strong implication here that like this is just good, right? Like this yeah. is this is a a healthy change for him that mm-hmm. he has been forged by fire here, so to speak. Uh and like forced to like nut up because he's in he's in torture school. Right. And it's like there's really nothing wrong with Neville. In no. fact, the first book drives that point home very clearly as I a like that was the point of his character is that he, there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah, the entire thing was with Neville was that like, oh, he's really put upon. He's not like academically gifted in the way that a lot of the other students are. He's clumsy, he's kind of forgetful, and he's nervous because he's got a very like uh um uh expectant family i guess right like that he's 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 got a lot to live up to but when it counts he he is willing to do really difficult stuff like standing up to his friends in fact so much so that like dumbledore looks at the camera at the end of that book and says damn (laughs) the hardest thing to do even harder than standing up to your enemies is standing up to your friends right like like that's his story arc is like oh there was never there was never anything wrong with neville his Mm -hmm. heart was always good right like he was always a good guy uh and now he is han solo i guess yeah and and really it does just like completely like his arc becomes him learning to stand up to his enemies which <laughs> which we've been was... told is easier and, and so <laughs> so maybe that's why it's such a breeze for him is he's like wow this is way easier yeah maybe he should stand up to mcgonagall and say like hey why don't you just fucking blast the caros when you're at lunch or whatever <laughs> <laughs> why are all the teachers such fucking wusses like right <laughs> are you why do i have to do your job for you we're gonna do underground stuff like like ragdolling the caros off a tower <laughs> Yeah, it's it's complete. I mean, like the 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 thing that really sells it too, and like the, the the really really sad part of it is is like just as they're about to get into the treehouse, the room the the room of requirement. Um, he's like, yeah, they went after my grand, but they they they, they weren't ready for a you know they they she might have been packing a little surprise for them. She's epic, actually. Yeah, they didn't uh, know. They didn't know that she was epic. And not only is she epic, but like after she like John wicked her way out of that situation, um, she sent me a letter saying like, oh, glad you fucking grew a pair. Uh, I love yeah. you. Yeah. Which is so depressing. It's like, that's what he had to do to have his family love him. Like, that yes. sucks. That, He's that, good now. That, that fucking sucks. Oh man. Yeah. It's just real, real dark, depressing stuff here. Uh the ideology is thick in this chapter. Mm-mm. Mm. Get a you could you could cut it with a knife. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not good. Doesn't taste very good. Um 
All right. Let's let's get to the second half of this chapter. Sure. We have been stuck in time. If you're imagining that we are, <laughs> you know, looking at like the events of this chapter as a timeline while we're recording here, uh, we've spent this entire discussion so far focused on everything we learn while Neville and Harry and Hermione are in a Minecraft tunnel. We have been in this Minecraft tunnel for a while. Just like them. But then they finally reach the end. And they step out into a mysterious room. Mm. And and there's a bunch of other people there waiting for them. What uh what what's going on in here? What do you what do you what do you think of this of this uh this reveal here of the of the room? Oh, it's sumptuous. Ooh, it's a sump perhaps a sumptuous treehouse? Mm. Harry's like I heard this was torture school, but this is quite a sumptuous treehouse you've got going on here. Quite a, a very s- normal thing for him to think in his head. Harry knows the word sumptuous, for mm, sure. Sumptuous. <laughs> that is a thing Harry thinks about, is sumptuousness. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even really know where to start here, because there, there, there are like three things battling for my attention with this <laughs> yeah which is one the, the obviously like the the way the characters are all behaving mm-hmm. uh to the like just the to, to, to the the part that really puts a fine point on like jk rowling not understanding the like systematic failings of hogwarts part yeah uh and then two the three um the uh the room of requirement retcons <laughs> and also kill bill sirens at the whole treehouse description yeah is that why she built those sumptuous tree houses on her property is that Perhaps. is that like a thing that she's just been th- dreaming about all her life is like damn i wish my my, my dream you know I've, I've i've become a millionaire i've uh i've written all these books i'm famous i've i've imparted my story to the masses but what I really want is a damn tree house, and it better be sumptuous. Yeah, I mean, there's something, like, so sort of sickening about this. Yeah. Like, because I think everyone, it, it is very, like, childlike, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the idea that, like, yeah, I, I remember being in second grade, and I would sit down and be like, if I'm rich, I will buy 100 dogs to be my pets, <laughs> and I, I will have the biggest house in the world, and it's going to have 100 rooms and, like, all this stuff. Um, and this feels like that, um, and, like, sure, you can, like, fantasize about having, like, your luxury treehouse or whatever if you were a billionaire, but it sort of, like, sickens me that people, like, get to do that. Like, the, the fact that she, like, did it. <laughs> she's the one person like, you are disgusting. She's the one person who gets to do it at the expense of everyone else. Right. And I, I think, too, I, I, I... I think that this really undercuts the like revolutionary vibe of this thing, right? Like, if I'm <laughs> supposed to believe that like these are these are like the students who are making the hard choice to like step away from the school and be like, no, we are going to figure out a way to uh, uh, murk the caros or whatever, or whatever whatever underground stuff they're doing, and they're like, this is a playhouse. Mm-hmm. Like as we sort of get like the tour of this this room, it's like yeah, there's bookcases, there's comfy hammocks, the fire's warm. It's really, I mean, again, it's sumptuous. Yeah, I mean, I'll read it. Uh, yeah. It was enormous and looked rather like the interior of a particularly sumptuous treehouse, or perhaps a gigantic ship's cabin. 
Multicolored hammocks were strung, strung from the ceiling and from a balcony that ran around the dark wood-paneled and windowless walls, which were covered in bright tapestry hangings. Harry saw the gold Gryffindor lion emblazoned on scarlet, the black badger of Hufflepuff set against yellow, and the bronze eagle of Ravenclaw on blue. The silver and green of Slytherin alone were absent. There were bulging bookcases, a few broomsticks propped against the walls, and in the corner, a large wooden-cased wireless. And also, because they can't get food, which is something we learn in this uh, right after this bit, they just have a Minecraft tunnel that takes them to a bar. Yeah, cool. Like, this is this is a, like, like, this is so on the nose for, like, a teenager's dream, right? Like, like, oh, I wish I wish I lived in a huge room with all my friends and I could uh, walk down the street and go to the bar, even though I'm not old enough, right? Like, it's, right. it's so child. It's childish. And yeah, and it would be perfect again if this was supposed to be like an indictment of this like pretend revolution that Neville had been heading, right? Mm-hmm. But this is not that. This is like, damn, isn't the room of requirement cool? It's it is. I th- I can't believe at so many points in this chapter. I think like it just wants us to take it at face value, and I just can't. Yeah. And and it makes the, it makes Harry's reactions very odd because I want him to have the reaction I'm having, and <laughs> instead it feels like his eyes are closed. It's weird that he doesn't. I I think it's weird he doesn't have that reaction. Like there, it, it he has been through the shit in this book, and it's been miserable to read. But if there's like one payoff that could possibly have, it would be him coming back to this and going like, "What the fuck is wrong with all you people?" Right, like you're hanging out in a clubhouse. You're waiting, waiting around for me for this revolution. Like, why don't you just kill them? Yeah, there's three teachers. Yeah, yeah. Like, or leave, run away. Like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, underground stuff. Yeah, well, party what- at Hagrid's hut. What are you talking? <laughs> like doing a po- doing a podcast in your cool club room? Like what? What is this? Yeah. I love the detail also that it has a really nice bathroom, but only because a girl showed up. Haha. Which hee hee girls. Yeah, one hee hee only girls like bathrooms. The girl the girls' bathroom. Hee hee. <laughs> Definitely doesn't have a weird tone now, JK Rowling. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh not only that though, it like raises like what were they doing? Did they cause the Oh room- we know. We know what they were doing. It's well, in the lore. Oh, they were just they don't need and bathrooms. vanishing yeah. it. Oh hell yeah. This is God. Boys will be boys. Uh, boys yeah. are gonna vanish their shit if they don't need a bathroom. See, I was envisioning them having to run down the Minecraft tunnel every time they needed to take a shit, being like, "Ab, ab, <laughs> emergency! I gotta that's like go." Four, that's like a four-hour trip. Uh oh. <laughs> well, better plan ahead, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that's super fucking weird, right? Um, and it it it's like a joke that is told to like dovetail into this like uh uh retcon of how the room works because mm-hmm. it's like oh ne- uh uh neville made it impossible for the caros to find it by thinking damn i need the caros to not find this place yeah which damn harry i guess you should have thought about that when you wished for it in book five because that would be kind of at the top of my list if i needed a secret training room right um 
but uh, I, I guess he has figured it out. He's figured out how to trick the genie. He knows how to wish for more wishes mm-hmm. um, and to and to word his wishes in a way where he will not get an ironic punishment. Um, but only a girl knows that you need a place to shit. Right. Yes. Uh, and presu- I mean, I guess like the kind of really honestly like the the like underlying message there is it's not that it's that like the girls need a place to do makeup and go do girl stuff right like it's right it's 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 even more like sinister than than all that it's like uh um it it's it's completely divorced from reality it is it is really nuts to read i mean it is so like the stakes here are just all over the place yeah what what is what is actually happening here? Because it's just a big sleepover from the looks yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, are these kids' parents not worried that they're missing? Did they say to the room, I need you to send an owl to my parents telling telling them, hey, if you hear from the Caros that I'm not going to class, it's because I'm in a cool treehouse doing underground stuff. I mean, I think only Neville, I think everyone else is still going to class and it's just Neville that lives in the treehouse to keep it active. So is, that's the other oh, thing. Oh, right. So is, are all the hammocks just there for them to like chill in? Yeah, yeah. I, I think not they're even... going to class and Neville is telling the story because he mouthed off one too many times in class and his grandma was too epic to keep oh, him stopping right, from mouthing off. Right. So now the Caros are going to like actually kill him. So he had, oh, he had to hide in the cool sleepover room with no bedtime. Uh, <laughs> so he has to be there full time and be connected to the bar that brings him food every day. Um, and all the other kids are still going to torture class, but it's okay because Neville's really good at the room magic and he's there all the time. Neville, you're the man. You're, you're the man, this room Neville. For us. It's, it's incredible. So they're, so they're, they're, they're all sacrificing nothing. This is just like their second cooler common room. Yes. I mean, they still have to go to torture class. Right. That's insane. Neville doesn't, but he's the man. He's he's the king of the clubhouse. <laughs> he, he's the club leader. He gets mm-hmm. to pick the podcast they're listening to. So are they all like sucking up to him because he's the only one that can do the the special room magic? And right? This is all are they like? Were they like Neville? Please, please, I need a place to do feminine things. And he was like, right. he was like, okay. I need to describe to me what a bathroom is like, because I'm stupid and don't know what that is, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that's how that works. I, I Are they ge- going to Lord of the Flies, Michael Corner? <laughs> like, what is going on No, here? Because, because he, no one want, has to go through what he went through, because he, he refused to do torture, and then he got tortured. Mm. even though he mouths off to harry here or whatever right yeah i I guess i guess he is very inspiring to everyone this character who we've seen three times now in this this (laughs) series yeah yeah it is just it is surreal It, it is it is there there are lots of stories that like plots and like themes and uh like ideology that i don't necessarily agree with right but like i still enjoy as stories because like they present things in a way that is like cohesive for that story and interesting to read right Mm -hmm. this is more like i've very rarely ever read a story where uh i 
am not sure what what the ideology is supposed to be, <laughs> and I am also not sure whether the author knows. And also, like, uh, uh, the the thing on display seems to be the opposite of what I assume it should be. <laughs> it's like it's messy on so many levels because, like, if this is supposed to be a story about like doing cool revolutionary stuff then this fails at that if this is supposed to be a story about uh harry like being disgusted with with like this kind of like pretend larp that these other characters are doing it fails at that because it does not get that across at any point he just sort of like ums and ahs at them God, we haven't even gotten to that part yet of him just like umming and awing about like what his fucking mission is that they're that they're gonna help him with. Yeah. Um, it just what what this means is a complete fucking mystery to me. I think yeah. the only thing I can come up with is like this is genuinely what J.K. Rowling like thinks the French Resistance was like. Like, yes. Like it was a big party where they did cool. Where they did like cool underground stuff, like uh, uh, writing "Kick Me" on on signs and, and slapping it on Nazis' backs, or like putting putting soot on their uh, on their telescopes, and then made them look through the telescope, and they had a black eye when they came away <laughs> from the telescope. That's kind of the level of discourse we're dealing with here. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. I, I mean, I guess that's that's the thing is she's sort of laying bare. The, the contradictions in like her own ideology yeah. is what it feels like the most like oh you clearly don't really understand any of the things that this is gesturing at do you right yeah it's it's pure aesthetic but it's also weird because it's like not even getting the aesthetic right like like yeah yeah it's it, it, it's like it's yeah it's not even like cool resistance right like this isn't this isn't great escape uh which like you know neville is not like getting getting sent to the dumpster and like throwing the tennis ball back and forth right like it's not it's not like this sort of like resigned and like sort of funny like 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 uh, a way of dealing with uh, uh oppression it's like n no i i genuinely don't understand why these characters are doing this when they literally all carry guns they could they could obliterate the caros in a second uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the, that's the real issue, right? Is that the is the shell of the of the like political story that's going on here? When really, at the end of the day, this is a story about an evil sorcerer, right? And so, and so, and so, it's like these things are colliding once again at Hogwarts, where it's like when Umbridge was the teacher, she was like the tip of the iceberg that that like implied there was like other bad shit out there. Right. But now we're here and we're in the bad shit and it seems to be three bad teachers. Right. That seems like a pretty simple problem to solve. And I think the, the like the most defense that you could give this is that they don't want to do any of that because they know that if they, you know, if they, if they ragdoll the caros down the stairs in a really funny way, uh, Snape is going to tell, Voldemort and then Voldemort's going to come and then oh no that's going to be a whole can of worms right except one that's never verbalized uh, or even hinted at so I don't think that that's really considered here but also two that is uh, uh, compounded by none of them know that Horcruxes exist right so there is 
kind of no actual reason for them to not think, okay, so worst case scenario, we have to kill four guys, right? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I think at that point, if you like, if you blasted the Karos away and saved all the first years and they were like all flying around you like Jinjos and Banjo-Kazooie, uh, and, and, and you ask them, hey, will you come stand in the courtyard with us? And when Voldemort shows up, you will all use the gun spell on him and we will get like 600 students and teachers to all blast this <laughs> one guy. I think, I think you might be able to pull that off. Uh, I, I think that might work at least to, in the minds of characters who do not know that Horcruxes exist. I mean, I could see a world where it's like, I, I mean, I think that that's the thing about Voldemort, right? Is that he is, he is the unstoppable force mm -hmm. here. He's too, he's simply too powerful, but that's where, that is where, the collision happens because we are just really dealing with an evil sorcerer who can't be stopped by any, any like typical means. Mm -hmm. Right. And if we like assume that that is what's going on, how does this like resistance story fit in? Cause at the end of the day, it's like, well, if we're worried about Voldemort showing up because we, cause we knocked the Karos off the astronomy tower, then what are, what are we doing here? <laughs> what is this resistance for? Yeah. When really what our issue is, is one evil wizard, and once he dies, right. all of his like underlings are gonna scatter. Like you just like killed the killed the main guy yeah. in a video game. Right. It just it doesn't doesn't match up. These two things that are happening at the same time don't or, work together. Or the, like when Harry shows up, they could say, "Thank God we're tired of sitting on our ass. We have this plan. We want we want to ragdoll." the caros uh down the moving staircases um but we need you to be here because you're the only one who can beat voldemort right like there's that angle too where it's like oh that we we wish we could be doing something but we can't because we know you're like the chosen one or whatever right um but it doesn't yeah it doesn't get that far instead what we get is harry arrives and they're like fuck yes harry is here finally poggers this is great um yeah and they're like, all right, what are we doing, Harry? And it's like, what? Like, <laughs> what, what did they think Harry's plan was going to be? Right. Uh, like, what did they think Harry could do for them other than, like, murking Voldemort? And also, and this is kind of the other end of this, why can't Harry tell these people what he's doing? This is maybe out of out of everything in this chapter that makes no sense. This is maybe the funniest like subplot. <laughs> this this like, oh, Harry still doesn't know if he can tell anyone about the Horcrux quest. What does this mean? What is the purpose of this storyline? I don't know. I don't I don't get it. And and I don't understand because he can't tell them about the Horcruxes. Fine. Uh, can he not say I have I I need this thing to kill Voldemort? No, right. I can't. Explain. No, he can't say that. It's, it is just like a completely unnecessary conflict, and I don't think that it really has a point. Right, because it's I, 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 the only thing I can think of is that this is that this whole secrecy angle is just part of one of Dumbledore's tests, and that when when Harry goes to Purgatory, he's going to be like. Why couldn't I tell anyone? He's like, oh, Harry, you see, that was another test. I knew you wouldn't tell anyone and it would get you killed. And then you would learn your lesson. And now you can tell me now, you know, to trust people. It's going to be some fucking roundabout thing like that. Right. Like, that's the only thing I can see 
that that like even addresses this weirdness yeah but why right yeah no what is that what does that what does that do for the story or the themes or the characters or the facts (laughs) that i could not tell you but this 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 moment where where everyone's like all right harry we are we are literally your army point us in a direction wind us up and watch us go I love that it doesn't even do the very, very simple thing of having Harry be tempted to. Like, he doesn't even care. He doesn't give a shit at all. He's never like, wow, this would be a lot easier if I could tell people. Yeah. Yeah, no. The the, the most he thinks about it in this chapter is going like, well, Aberforth did say that Dumbledore liked using people. Oh, well, I'll just file that away uh, and, and continue behaving the same way I always have. Right. Um. It's just, it, it it is it is a weird roadblock in an otherwise like like if if you try your hardest and you like kind of squint and you um, ignore all of the wacky shit that we've been talking about for two hours, um, there is a little bit of a sense of like triumph and relief in this chapter, right? Of like finally we're back at Hogwarts, finally we see all these other characters, everyone's happy to see him. Finally, I mean, like you were saying at the beginning of this section, finally the plot's going to start, right? Mm-hmm. And Harry has to immediately piss all over that fire and be yeah. like, no, I can't tell anyone what I'm doing because I'm too angsty and Dumbledore told me not to. It, it, it's it's like just, just taking pure, like, the emotional layer that we're on where it's like, ah, this stuff's popping off now. This is, this is a big, a big release. It it immediately screeches to a halt because of this stuff, mm-hmm. and like that's bad. We have seven chapters left. Also, if it does screech to a halt, which makes me feel like it should be about how Harry is like not living up to the expectations of everyone who's hero worshiping him, right. except that is also not the story somehow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, they just don't understand the real hero shit he's doing. Which is find object. Which is find object. I love, by the way, that we get a little translator's note on what a diadem is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like th- th- this conversation that Harry, Ron, and Hermione have where they do like a little football huddle and they're like I I had to go back and reread because I thought they were just saying it in front of everyone. I thought that w- I thought that was gonna be the thing. Is uh, like legitimately, I thought it was Ron just saying out loud. Can't we tell them about the Horcruxes? And then everyone was gonna go, "What? what? The what? I thought that was gonna be their big reveal. I didn't realize they were in a secret football huddle that no one could hear. Football huddle, no one could hear. I guess there's enough room in the sumptuous treehouse for them to like sneak away from everyone well naturally also what a weird thing to do like you show up and everyone is like hell fucking yes the hero is here uh what are we doing and then harry ron and hermione are like can you give us a minute and they like 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 they're on an episode of shark tank or whatever and they're like talking about whether or not they should accept an offer like what the fuck I would immediately, if I was like Michael Corner, I'd be like, hey, what are you guys doing? What's I think that's why it reads like an SNL sketch. Because <laughs> it's like the camera's like zooming in and nobody else can hear them. And it, it yeah. plays like comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, this is the like how how to how to um how to how to 40 Hogwarts students uh uh, uh have uh, uh, but to have not have uh, the ability to murder the Karas between them. 
Well, right. the, school, the school is in shambles. Oh, uh, but they're not saying they want to murder the the Karas. But that is where that's where I want to act. Like I'm like where else? J.K. Rowling. Could what it, is revolution? To, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. What What would if they, Harry was like? Hell yeah! It's revolution time. What happens then? Yeah. What are they? We're gonna we're gonna we we can make so much graffiti with all of us here. We're gonna do so much underground stuff. We have an invisibility cloak now. We could do like graffiti anytime we wanted, really. Right, right. Um, but yeah. So after this very suspicious huddle that they have, they decide, okay, we can tell them we need object. Mm-hmm. We just don't need to tell them why or what the object is, which is like. That that is such a great tacit admission, uh, like how uh, uh, of like how boring and pointless this whole Horcrux thing has been, because it's like none of these characters care. They're just told we need this diadem, and everyone is just like, "Oh yeah, okay, I I know the legend of the lost diadem." It's like, what was the point of hiding the part where it's a Horcrux? Why is no one going like, "Why do you need the lost diadem"? They can't, like you say, they don't even say we need it to kill. It, there's a, it's a whole, it's a long story, but we need the diadem to kill Voldemort. They can't even say that. They do say it'll help us overthrow you know who. Oh. To which I would ask, what? I was like, yeah, you're Why? wording that very carefully, Harry. What are you talking about? Also, realistically, what is the worst thing that, like, this is maybe the part that bothers me the most. What realistically would be bad about Harry telling these other people what a Horcrux is? Or because or, is he are, is Dumbledore worried that other people are going to make Horcruxes and be tempted? Yeah, is it like a temptation thing? Like if people find out about it, people will do will do the Horcrux right. spell. Is Michael Corner going to be like, wow? I never thought about that, but now that I've heard of it, I am going to... I will to... become a lich. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, like, like what? what is the reason for that secrecy? If it's not that, if it is it Harry doesn't know which of these people he can trust? Because there's a little aside here Harry has about how Dumbledore told him not to tell anyone and how the Order had been betrayed and he doesn't want any of these uh, uh, people to betray him or whatever and I'm like you literally just heard all of these characters say they know what you've been doing like they've been <laughs> listening to the podcast and they, they've they been following along they know every detail of the story including the dragon gr- breakout that happened I, like in real time in this story like an hour ago <laughs> they know about that Um, so they've been following along pretty clearly <laughs> And Voldemort literally only found out that Harry knows what a Horcrux is two minutes ago. (laughs) So I don't think any of these characters could conceivably be passing information along to Voldemort. Not only that, but this is a complete 180 degree turn from what Harry was established as believing in the beginning of this book, which is that no matter what happens, he will not stoop to suspicion of his friends uh, because that's what Death Eaters do. And he chews Lupin out for yelling at Hagrid about uh, uh, who tipped who, you know, who t- who tipped off that we were that we were leaving the borough tonight. Right. 
I guess these aren't really his friends, though. It's Terry Boot. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's fair. But, like, still, it's like the whole thing was that he believes perhaps too much in people. I I think that the, like, idea that that anyone could, like, betray him is, like, worthless because... What what could they tell Voldemort that he doesn't already know at this point? Right. Nothing. Even if they could. Yeah. I guess like Harry's at Hogwarts, but I mean, Voldemort's going to narrow this one down pretty fast. Yeah, he's already, I mean, like, as he stepped into the sumptuous treehouse, he had a vision of Voldemort going, ah, the diadem, it's missing. Right. So this he's is just, this is just a, like a race at this point. Right. Yeah, it's, um... It's uh, it's it's going nowhere fast. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. There's one last, I think, really important uh, section of this chapter to talk about, and yeah. that is um, uh, Harry's ex girlfriend brigade showing up. Mm, some girl hijinks. Some girl hijinks. We get it. I did not expect to have girl hijinks after all of this. Like like we said at the top of this episode, this was a chapter written just for us. Mm-hmm. And this is the piece de resistance. Ooh, uh-oh, my two ex-girlfriends just walked through the door. Oh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> oh, isn't that awkward? It's so awkward. Yeah. Um. So so Ginny comes in, and she's got that radiant smile. Oh, she's beautiful. But he's never been less, less thrilled uh, to see her, because he, oh, yeah. he broke up well, with her. it's really awkward, yeah. And then Cho Chang shows up. Ooh, that's awkward. Oh! No, oh no! My other ex-girlfriend is here. Both of them are here. What a what a quinky dink. That sucks. Uh, I I mean I guess they didn't really do all that much. They kissed one time and it sucked and Harry hated it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then he blew up on her at a date. Um. Uh. But yeah, I guess he's still still lighting that torch. Um, it's really hard to take any of this as anything when we just heard about torture school that they're all going to. <laughs> I'm like, this just seems yeah. so low on the list of concerns. It's it it is it is comedy. It is an SNL sketch. It's like it, the, it, the 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 punchline of the sketch is he's he's hearing about the horrible torture world they live in now. Mm-hmm. But you know what's really the problem is his freaking ex-wife is there. Oh man! <laughs> oh crap! Oh crud! Oh beans! This is terrible. What a day. Um, <laughs> this more than anything. Well, maybe not as much as the last thing, but it sure puts a fine point on the last thing as well. Uh, really raises some red flags about Ginny. Yeah. Personally. Uh, if I was was in a some sort of dating scenario with someone who, in the <laughs> middle of like Nazi torture resistance hell, yeah, got jealous of another of another g- girl who was trying to help me, I would <laughs> I would perhaps get out of there as fast as possible. It's it's concerning all around. <laughs> quite frankly, we're 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 like on so, there's so many levels here like we're in we're in the Nazi torture resistance uh and we got to find we were on a timer to find object that and, and like everyone's bummed out they're like oh we thought this meant revolution but it doesn't um and, and then to have have Ginny be like no you can't go with your ex-girlfriend to go find the lost artifact 
You it's should crazy. You should go with this other girl who you have way more chemistry with <laughs> <laughs> than either of us. <laughs> Harry's talked to Cho like two times ever. Yeah. Yeah, like 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 he really did not enjoy dating her. Um Ginny Ginny he really likes. I clearly, think like an ex-girlfriend but... is even like a strong way of, of right. saying that. Like I don't know if they were going steady. They kissed one time. Yeah, and it was awkward and horrible. Yeah, and, and honestly like Harry it. seeing Cho and being like, "Ah, oh, my ex-girlfriend." Like I'm sort of amazed that that is his first thought when he sees Cho. I I like I, I like I get that they like kissed or whatever and it was awkward and horrible, but really like he saw her boyfriend get murdered. <laughs> right. There, there, I think there's like a, a, a quite a, a gap between, oh, no, my ex-girlfriend is here and the, the two other things that kind of leap to mind for Harry or like should, <laughs> which is one. Yeah, uh, you're you're <laughs> Cedric Diggory died in my arms. Yeah, uh, that one seems like it would probably stick in his memory um then the other one being uh your best friend ratted us out last time oh i forgot about that yeah i hope marietta edgecombe isn't here because she she blew up this whole thing last time right like he he has neither of these responses which are like the two i think biggest plot moments that show is even tangentially related to yeah, but he does. He's like, oh, it's my ex-girlfriend Cho Chang. It's my ex-girlfriend Cho Chang. We kissed one time. Uh, I hated it. When my when when Ron asked me how it was, I just said it was wet. Mm-hmm. He was not a fan. He was not into it. But yeah, like, the thing, the, the thing that makes this extra frustrating, too, is the good version of this scene is, like, right in plain sight. Which is, this should be the Mass Effect choice of, like, which girl do you go with? Like this. <laughs> this is this is this is Witcher three. Uh, do you do you kiss Triss at the ball? This is this is like that. This should be like oh, uh, this is this is the point of no return. Who who are you giving your engagement ring to in Fire Emblem? Like right. Like it, 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 this this should be Harry going like fuck. Well, Cho Chang. Well, I don't really. I don't really like her, but I guess she is she is really cool and nice. And then like Ginny, well, I've always been always been been into Ginny. And then well, Luna, I actually have a lot of chemistry with Luna, and, the, and this is where the player decides <laughs> how the romance ends. Mm-hmm. But because it's a novel, and J.K. Rowling also was completely oblivious to the fact that uh, that 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 Luna was like the most obvious choice here because she is not. I mean, like this is both like. This is a very backhanded compliment, right? Because I don't think that this is the only requirement for like a romance in a story. But mm-hmm. I think other than Hermione, who we know is taken because Harry has given Ron permission to date her. <laughs> yeah. Luna is like the girl that Harry has spent the most time with. And so yeah, it's like Yeah, I mean they've been kind of through a lot together at this point. Yeah, in this book alone even. Um so like it really but because there are really no other metrics to go by, because this book is so skint on uh, character development, 
Well, and that's the other thing is like he wouldn't let Ginny go through stuff with him. <laughs> right. She yeah. wanted to, and he says, "No, you're not allowed to 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 join <laughs> join my resistance." Right. But yeah. but Luna was there, and and granted, like obviously she didn't like join their party and and like go because Harry like wanted her to. But they did run into each other. They were like at war together, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's this whole you would think that like this would be like if if this was a better story Mm -hmm. and like Ginny's character was, uh, I don't know, like like the the character that that she like appears to be on this read. Right. This would be like her her like pettiness backfiring on her. Right. Yeah. Like she would say, no, no, you can't go with Cho Chang. You should go with Luna. And then like. Luna would confess to Harry on the way up to the to the statue or Harry would realize that he really likes Luna and uh, because, you know, they've been through so much together and he respects her and sees her differently than everyone else. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, it's just so obvious. Right. But that's missing here entirely. And so it just feels like a ghost of a story that was never, never finished. Yeah, I guess that's the funny thing about it is that it goes through all the motions of a sleazy drama, but it only has the sleaze and has none of the drama. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There's no actual drama. It's like purely the meanness, purely the worst parts of that, but like none of the actual like character interest or like uh or like wondering what's gonna happen or wondering about the tensions between the characters because there isn't any. And it's just completely meaningless. I mean, like functionally it is no different from the Ariana stuff. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, I'm not saying don't put like a horrific, tragic backstory in, in, in your novel. But it's got to mean something and, like, be about a character, right? And it's the same thing here. It's like, yeah, please, please, for the love of God, include a romance in your story. Um, But, like, the characters have got to be romantic with each other, right? Like, there's got to be a reason for their behavior and not just like, well, these are the these are the beats of a romance and I've got to match them here. Right. Like it's, 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 it's so like, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, tasteless, not, t- not tasteless as in like, Oh, it's, it's, it's in bad taste, but tasteless is in like, Ooh, that's like mush in my mouth. Like there's nothing, there's nothing here. I'm imagining a much funnier scene where Ginny uh, cuts in to send Harry with someone because she's so jealous, but she sends him to go with, like, Terry Boot. <laughs> Jack Sloper, he's here again. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. Jack Sloper is a Gryffindor. Oh. Terry Boot is a Ravenclaw. Okay. Uh, yeah, speaking of Ravenclaw, how about that password? So I know what it's going for. Yeah. But it's, like, it's so, it's so funny. It is, it is like the most heavy handed, like, yeah, I get it. But like in the, the world of the story, it's just completely absurd. It's very funny to me that the password to get into the smart guy, uh, uh, house is like (laughs) what, which came first, the chicken or the egg? It's like open-ended too. Yeah. That's, that is the part that is, because it's, it's, it's asking you a question and the thing that it it swings open for is that Luna's answer is well reasoned, not that it's correct, which I mean, like I, I, that's sort of cute, but this is such a book one thing, you know? Oh yeah. It super is. Yeah. Like it would be cute in, in a, in a different book, I think, 
because it is mm-hmm. it is a fun like Luna's answer because the question is which came first the the flame or the phoenix and mm-hmm. and uh, Luna says well I don't think cycles have a, have a beginning and and it says well a reason so not only is it like you know it's it's like world's first tautology uh ba- baby's first uh, uh rhetorical question <laughs> uh it is it is Luna saying the themes like like reminding you hey it's mm-hmm. a cycle uh hey it's ring theory hey ring theory (laughs) but it's also like if you imagine like they're in they're in torture school hell death eaters are on the prowl you're telling Mm -hmm. me like that's the best password they've got yeah (laughs) like only smart people can get that con room get in and i love too that like when harry sees the thing on the diadem that's like wit wit beyond measures man's greatest treasure and and then the caros are like Oh well, it looks like you're pretty fucking stupid then, idiot. <laughs> is so funny because because they, they say, oh, it's it's they say, it looks like uh, looks like you're pretty skint then, witless. And it's like, okay, I, you what? didn't you didn't need to add witless on there. What? Like you could because it, it's just a it's just a it's just a like reverse version of like I challenge you to a battle of wits, but I see you are unprepared. It's so stupid in like the 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 world of the story now because i see absolutely no reason that harry shouldn't just turn and shoot them right, like yes. immediately like as they, they start talking they both have guns <laughs> i need jk rowling clearly watches a lot of movies mm-hmm. i i need her to start watching some westerns yeah i want I, she needs to start watching some movies where characters are carrying guns all the time mm-hmm. because yeah if this happened to the protagonist in like a good western even if he missed, he would still like turn around and go like and like shoot whoever was behind him, right? Like this, this is this is basic shit. Um, but instead, I guess they just got like Harry just got so owned he falls over like like Walter White in Ozymandia. He's like, oh fuck, you got me! I can't believe this. Well, that's the thing is that um, like Harry is raising his wand. But I think that she is like poking her tattoo. Yeah. So that's a great time to shoot. That's a really good time to just blast him. It's time to blast the caros. Just, just let it rip. The revolution is now right. We'll yeah. kill these three run, teachers. Yeah, blast! So you get two of them there, and then you run <laughs> downstairs, and you're like, "All right, everybody, I got two of them. Now we're gonna go get Snape." Yeah. Yeah. It's it's entirely like it, it is. I mean, it might as well be. I'm, I'm sorry to ma- sorry to make a, a a very specific video game reference, but I know it's one you will appreciate. Mm. This is uh, walking in on uh, Deckard Kane getting owned by a mini boss in Diablo Three. Fuck it is. It is. It's it's it's. Why isn't anyone doing anything? This is like a level five <laughs> just, mini boss. Just kill this mini boss. It's the stupid butterfly lady, and you've got a full party of people there. Yeah, just- we're just watching. <laughs> I know that's a very specific one, but I know some people out there will appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It is. A, a, a hilarious end to a truly s- sumptuous chapter is what I will it say. It is sumptuous. <sighs> There's a lot of other stuff in this chapter as well. Like, like we could, we could, we could have read this front to back and just like picked out specific details. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, oh, I for completely forgot to bring up the the other thing that's really important. Um, 
is that there are no Slytherins in in this thing, right? Oh yeah, because because the, they're torture freaks. That's why they're all torture you can't invite freaks. the torture freaks to the clubhouse. Which is so funny because that is that is such a like perfect illustration, like like similar to the way that like this is a story about how like Voldemort infiltrates the the government and just needs to be removed so the normal government can move back in. Mm-hmm. But this idea that like. Yeah, Hogwarts would be great as long as there were no Slytherins is so fucking funny. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, it still runs on slave labor. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's... Removing Slytherin does not actually change most of the problems at Hogwarts. They should probably get rid of it, though. They should that get... That would be a good start. It would be a good start. But like that, that, that is electoralism at work. I would say that's the most <laughs> yeah. that you can get out of electoralism. You can get rid of Slytherin perhaps, mm-hmm. but like Hogwarts having, having a, a like cadre of slaves underground that make all the food. That's mm-hmm. not changing based on whether or not the meanie house is there. Right. Um, but yes, I thought that was very funny. That just felt like such a perfect illustration of the weird, the weird uh, point of view of these books. Yeah, I mean, the Chamber of Secrets is still there, although I think the snake is dead. Yeah, the snake is dead, but we do have this grim reminder that this was built by a white supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is there anything else you want to discuss in this chapter? Any last? I don't care about the diadem. Yeah, who gives a shit? It's such a last minute addition. It's not a cool... Uh, uh, also, does it make you smart? Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm reading here? I don't know. I I I assume it's like okay. Either it makes you smart and it's really funny and it's stupid, or it does <laughs> nothing and this is just another like Voldemort was a weird magpie and he just collected stuff related to the founders thing, right? In which case, it's just boring because we know that about Voldemort already, so it's not providing any extra character development for him. Right. So it's it's kind of pointless no matter what. I kind of want to talk about Aberforth before we before we stop. Yeah. Um, and only because I want to talk about him in retrospect after reading this. Yes. I know that in last chapter we talked about how like sort of stupid it is that Aberforth asks really important pointed questions <laughs> about Dumbledore and about the themes and the story and the stuff that Harry is grappling with. Yeah. And then it feels really unsatisfying because it's like. Harry's just like, no, I need to get to Hogwarts. Yeah. And he eventually is just like, okay. Um, but now with this new knowledge that he has been aiding the resistance this entire time makes me look back on that and think like, what, what is going on with him? Like, what was that weird test then? <laughs> because it's crazy now. Yeah. Yeah, it really throws a wrench in like the one thing that was interesting about his character because he didn't like get convinced of anything it feels much more like it was a deliberate test and he's like okay you pass the test you can you can you can pass through to hogwarts now yeah or like that it's it, so it's 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 either that or we are supposed to believe that harry's argument was so convincing that he got it in one right but he didn't say it. He didn't argue anything. Right. All he said was, well, your brother was sad, too. Uh, well, yeah. And, like, I am willing to die. Yeah. Okay. Which, like, are not uh, 
like i i do not buy those as like believable things to get aberforth to say okay then you know so it's well, like, he's been palling around with neville this whole time yeah well, yeah is he's is is aberforth not aware of what neville's doing because it sure seems like they're pretty friendly because he calls him ab and he knows that he knows that that's where the resistance is behind the painting in the minecraft tunnel so yeah it's kind of all for naught no matter no matter which way you slice it i just think it kind of like makes his character make no sense uh-huh I don't know why he's playing like doorman. That's like answer answer my riddles three, and I'll let you through to the the secret the secret hideout. <laughs> also, again, similar to the teachers, Aberforth knows that he can climb through that tunnel, and if we take the story at its word, right, he can be in a room with like forty or fifty uh, teens who are stuck in torture school. Yeah. So is is he also not really that uh into the whole like, you know, killing the the bad teachers idea? Is he not is he like, "Nope, I will give you bread and cheese and I will let you use my toilet, but uh <laughs> uh if you do anything more than that, uh, it's none of my business uh, that uh, uh a bunch of children 5 miles away are being tortured." It's just it's just really strange. I don't understand this book at all. I think this one had to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Yeah. All the teachers are like they're 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 living in a the world's like shittiest version of those who walked away from Omelas. Where it's like, <laughs> it, you know, because in Omelas, it's like, OK, well, we have this perfect utopian city, but it runs on like the, the torture of one child. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh and and like that, that there's the dilemma there is like there are some people who turn away from that but most people don't even though everyone eventually goes and sees that that is how the city works um mm-hmm. except that in that city the moral dilemma is like but the city is like good and and your life is great there's just you just know that one person is suffering for it whereas right. here it's like every first year is being dangled upside down in chains by filch <laughs> And and the teachers' lives suck too, so it's not even like well, you know, I don't like the caros, but I got a pay raise or anything like that, right? It's like it, there, there's nothing keeping them there. There's nothing that makes this an interesting moral dilemma. It's just like what the fuck are you guys doing? Whip out your gun stick. It it also just does not help that Voldemort has not done anything. Like I understand that he is the he's the he's the threat, yeah. right? He is so powerful. Yeah. And he can fight anyone and win every <laughs> 1v1. Yeah. He's goaded. He's been spending the whole book, like, doing a quest that nobody else knows about. And we know that it's threatening because he's trying to get the 1v1 wand. Yeah. But otherwise, he's not really been doing anything. No. No, not really. He like he is. I guess he is the shadowy puppet master who is like, I, I like you know, the buck stops with him for all the shitty stuff that's like changing in the wizarding world. But he has not himself done much. He's kind of just floated. I mean, he the, the, we see him in this chapter and he uh uh gets one pulled over on him again because uh, he keeps on fucking up his Horcrux quest. Mm-hmm. Which is like we've seen Voldemort fail a lot in this book. Yeah, he's not really succeeded at much. He uh, failed to arrive in time for Harry 
to get killed in Godric's Hollow. He uh, failed to realize his Horcruxes were being stolen. He failed to get to the um, the diadem in time. Uh, I guess the only thing he really succeeded at was that he... Uh, oh, he also like failed to get anything meaningful out of Grindelwald on his nice walk in the Alps. I guess yeah. the one thing he's gotten is the Elder Wand, so that's going. He's got that going for him, but like he hasn't really done much or, uh, uh, you know, threatened any. I mean, I guess he's killed some kids off screen, uh, in the Alps, but did he? Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he like blasted some kids uh, in the Alps. Sure, but like, yeah, that's he's pretty not, messed up. He's not done anything. He's not. He's not like visiting Hogwarts. He's like, I need my, I need my like quota of of dead first years please or like i right. i need i need to personally torture a few teachers or like he's not doing anything direct that would like make him the most evil crazy threat he's just like the puppet master there's sort of like a linchpin here missing and it's him yeah um because the, villain. the book wants me to just like to kind of take it at 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 its word that harry's doing the right thing mm-hmm <laughs> And that obvious, and like, and I get it, right? Like, this is a Harry Potter book. I understand that the protagonists have to go and kill the evil sorcerer. (laughs) Right, yeah. But it feels like he is so disconnected from the building of this evil torture world. Yes. That it almost feels like the book is asking, like, why do we care about Voldemort? It sort of feels like Harry is in the wrong because the problem doesn't seem to be Voldemort, who who ends up feeling more like a force of nature in <laughs> right. this book. Yeah. Like, he is a tornado traveling around the countryside. Don't, like, don't mess with him. He'll, like, one-shot you. Yeah. But he's not building this dark new world, and so it feels like the actual problem is all of the wizards that live in this society who at any any point will take the opportunity to build torture school and to have Harry be like, no, I, ha- I have to get this artifact to stop this like dark tornado yeah. that's, um, that's going around and causing random destruction. It feels like he's wrong. It feels like this like evil thing has been revealed yeah. as a consequence of Voldemort, but it refused to, refuses to like look at that thing. Yeah. You mean you're telling me that the story is about uh, how, the figurehead at the top matters less than the system that put them there. Oh, is that what, is that what I'm saying? That's, yes. that's crazy. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. If only the book had been a third as intelligent as that. I don't know. Mm, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's this whole chapter in a nutshell. It is, it is that weird. It's like that weird refusal to engage with that, like very obvious like I guess hauntological theme at this point. Uh, I mean, that's what makes it seem like comedy, yeah, right? Because exactly. it seems so obvious. Yeah. And then to have Harry be like, "No, I need Tiara," <laughs> it is yeah. like it, it, there's like a cognitive dissonance there. We were like, "Wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. You're spot and on. And the absurdity of the of the of the lich with the like seven phylacteries <laughs> and also the one V one one. Like it, it enters this realm of absurd. Yeah. That is hard to face in the context of the, of the, um, the Hitler youth torture, the child school. torture zone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, you're totally spot on with that. It is he, he, like, like the Voldemort thing really just kind of puts a, a cherry on top of this whole hilarious chapter. Just being like, 
Harry bumbling and JK Rowling bumbling into like all these interesting themes and not recognizing them. It's uh yeah. it's really something. It's impressive. I mean, it's fascinating to turn away from them. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. Yeah. It's 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 crazy how often this series has come this close <laughs> to to like making that textual. I mean like Zombie Dumbledore is still like the funniest example of this, right? <laughs> uh-huh. But it th- like this chapter is maybe it, this chapter is like 10 Zombie Dumbledores happening at once. Right. It's uh I- I see how Granger 2020 happened. It is all written. <laughs> yeah. It is all it is all present before me. Yeah. 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 This 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 when people tell you, oh, Harry Potter shaped by politics, um, they're probably not lying because yep. this chapter uh really is revealing of a lot of stuff. <laughs> I I was in I had pure delight reading this chapter. I was like, no way, this is written just for me. Yeah, it I mean like we could easily go for like another hour on this chapter probably. It is there are so many little details in this. There's so many wild little asides and retcons and lore details and character interactions. It is it is a bounty. Ron turning to the camera and asking directly, "Harry, what is a diadem?" <laughs> Oh, also, uh, uh, Ron was Neville saying like for some reason the room of requirement doesn't give us food, and Ron saying like, "Oh, I know that. Uh, it's because of Gamp's law." Haha. <laughs> what was what, you? You had a good observation about that. Oh, I I just think that um this is the pickup artist book returning. Ron has learned learned his lesson about uh learning something from from a woman and then repeating it <laughs> like he like he discovered it. <laughs> Yeah, he learned that in the in the in the Rouge V uh, book he read at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so much in this chapter. It's so it's so dense. Uh, every frame. Harry being just like rude to Luna for no yeah, reason. Where, where she like she like starts explaining something, and he literally cuts across, like interrupts her to like ignore her specifically. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bountiful chapter. Um. Uh, but, uh, we should probably take a break, uh, and then come back for our third segment. What do you say? Sounds good. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Um, I think it's time for us to put our detective skills to use. Great. We we have a keen analytical mind, as as uh, evidenced by us taking two hours to discuss that chapter. <laughs> um, and I think that we could uh, do some good in the world by applying it to, uh, uh perhaps uh, justice and and solving some crimes. It's about time we did some good. Uh, 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 it's time to put on our Sherlock Holmes caps mm. or our peacoats, depending on which version of Sherlock we're being. Sure. I will be the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. Okay. I will be the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock. I well, I picked the best one, so I, I understand yeah. it's a hard choice uh, yeah. after that. Uh, what about, what was, was uh, Lucy Liu Sherlock in a show? Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, I yeah. I think that was pretty well received too. Elementary. Yeah. Uh, it, it was like is modern, her character right? Sherlock? Um, sure. Elementary is a procedural drama that presents a contemporary update of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's. Oh, it stars Johnny Lee Miller as Sherlock. Oh, she's Watson. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I thought she was the Sherlock. Yeah, I thought hmm. so too. Yeah. Huh. I didn't realize that Johnny Lee Miller was. I don't. Mm. don't well, if you if you yeah. want if you want to be the Lucy Lou Sherlock to my Benedict or there you Watson go. Yeah. to my Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock, um, I think that works pretty well. That perfect. Yes. Yeah. There we go. I that that's that's the energy we're bringing to yeah, this. Yeah. So now so now everyone's got a picture in their mind. <laughs> this is a BuzzFeed quiz from yesterday. Yeah, from yesterday. Yes. Sorry, I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> this really tickled me because I saw it uh, in the news feed. And so we've we've read a couple of BuzzFeed articles here before. Yeah. Um, but I I've never really like been to BuzzFeed, if that makes sense. Like BuzzFeed is a website that I'm like very aware of. Um but it's not one that I ever really spent much time on or, uh, um, you know, like re ever really followed. And I'm just now noticing, and I realize that this is something that everyone is going to be like, yeah, of course they do about. But this is news to me. There's buttons in the top right of this website. Mm -hmm. And one of them is LOL and the other one is win. Sure. And what I don't know. And they seem they appear to go to sections. Yeah. It What? What is that? What's how does that work? Do I don't you know? know. I don't know if I've ever been on like when browser BuzzFeed. I only just get like suckered into clicking on something. And then I have been on like the mobile version, but I have never noticed those buttons. OK, well, I've clicked the win button. Yeah, I assume it's epic wins, right? It Yeah. It, is it like it, good it, news? Yeah. So it's a tag. OK. Um. No one wanted this Canadian guy's used car, so he made an epic commercial for it. So it is Epic Wins. Wait, hang on. This is the top. It, it, so, yes, it is Epic Wins. And this one that I just read, the the, the Epic Car commercial one. Yeah. It's at the top of this list. Mm -hmm. I click it. It's from 2016. Hmm. If I scroll down. Wait, Justin Trudeau had the perfect response to a question about gender equality. Click. Posted on November 4th, 2015. Huh. Oh, so they don't use those tags anymore, I guess. They should probably get rid of these buttons if they're not going to use them. What the fuck? That's really something. Okay, well, I'm glad the win button is up there. So maybe there just hasn't been that much win lately. I mean, there hasn't since, been. Since, since 2016, mm -hmm. I guess, is the last time anything was win. Um, anyway, what we are focusing on, uh, is neither win nor lol. This is a mystery and this is serious. Okay. This is an article called Only Ravenclaws Can Solve This Harry Potter Murder Mystery. Okay. Um, now, unfortunately, we are Slytherins, as established yeah. by our updated quizzes. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know if we will be able to tackle this case, but maybe we can try. 
I mean, yeah, if, if we do, then it really um, casts a lot of uh, concern over this four, ha- four house. Um, everybody <laughs> goes into these distant categories system that we've got and we believe in. So, right. We'll see. Okay. So keep in mind, if you're the Sherlock and I'm the Watson, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to be going with your intuition on these. I can I can provide help. And, and 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 input but we will we will go with sherlock's deduction on this uh, okay but um i'm better to come about sherlock and if you remember uh correctly uh, like most of the stuff he does like i'm thinking of that <laughs> scene where the guy had the mind palace and then he's like you can't do anything my all my information is in my head and then sherlock pulls out a gun and just shoots him that's kind <laughs> of the vi- that's kind of the vibe i'm going for here you're gonna shoot me no, just like my my detective oh. skills are kind of at that level, not yeah, okay. at the deduction being smart level. God, that does happen in that show. I know it's like my what favorite f- part. It what is the fuck? so. I it for- is so funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and now you see Sherlock. <laughs> I don't have a secret computer. It's all in my head, and then he just shoots him. That's badass. Executes the guy. It's so cool. That whips. Okay, well, here's our mystery. A house elf is found murdered over Christmas break at Hogwarts. No! That's fucked up, first of all. The crime... Yeah, first of all, we we mourn. That's very sad. Do not kill a house elf. The crime occurred... What am I... What's wrong with me? The crime occurred in the main hall. What do you do? What is the main hall? Yeah, first... The great hall, or are we talking about, like, the lobby? (laughs) (laughs) um go investigate let the headmaster handle it start asking people what they know or send an (laughs) owl home immediately well i better to come about sherlock what would he do i think that he would start questioning people start asking people what they know yeah yeah okay not going yeah because what do you do if you go investigate that doesn't Although really i don't know it. maybe he goes around the crime scene and does that thing where he like all those images and words flash in front of his face right i guess so but we haven't been called to the crime scene okay and so, I, I so we talk I think, to people yeah we talk to people okay i'm clicking talk to people four students were at hogwarts only four Four students were at Hogwarts. A Gryffindor, a Slytherin, a Hufflepuff, and a Ravenclaw. Who do you question first? Ooh, they have names. Okay, this is exciting. Harvey Hardstark, the Gryffindor. (laughs) Uh, Priscilla Peregrine, the Ravenclaw. Robbie Ravka, the Hufflepuff. Robbie? Robbie Ravka. Yeah. Okay. And Mina Marquisa, the Slytherin. Okay, well, let's start at the top. Let's talk to Harvey. Okay, let's talk to Harvey. None of them are talking. Okay, so this is a fucking pointless question. None of them, <laughs> none of them are talking yet. But you notice four items next to the victim: a bloody homemade sock, a prank quill, an owl feather, and a glass of spilled pumpkin juice. What do you investigate? Very sock- suspicious. Yeah, the sock, the quill, the feather, or the juice. What do you? What do we look at first? The sock has blood on it? The sock has blood Probably on that, it. then. That seems like the most pertinent piece of evidence, I would say. Mm-hmm. The sock. 
You notice another house elf, Poppy, lurking about. What do you say? What does that have to do with the sock? I, yeah, this is nonsense. So hey, Buzzfeed. you! <laughs> so, hey, you, house elf! Hey, you, Poppy. What are well, my options? <laughs> our two options, we've got a very Bioware, a very cyberpunk <laughs> question uh, 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 answer here. Mm-hmm. Because we can say, uh, stop, I have some questions. Or, hey, can I ask you some questions? Um, uh, the meaner one. We're going to ask the mean one. We're yeah, gonna say, well, stop. I'm going to do Yeah, yeah, I have some questions. Poppy hands you something. A book they found next to the body. It's a copy of Hogwarts A History with Harvey's name on the inside. Okay. And then our, our options are, hmm, he could have needed this for class and left it accidentally. <laughs> or, what else? Or, that's suspicious, why would he be reading this over the break? I don't know he was reading it, a house elf just handed it to yeah, us. Yeah, house elf just handed the book they found next to the body. It's a copy of Hogwarts History with Harvey's name on the inside. I guess that's suspicious. That seems pretty Trust suspicious. Trust no one. If it was next to the body, that's right. So that's suspicious. You ask Harvey if it's his book and he says no. What do you do? Why is your name in it then, Harvey? Yeah, confront him about lying, brush it off. Maybe he lost his copy. Ask if he's sure or move on to another clue. Oh, I know. I know Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock would, would confront him for about his lies. Okay, we're going to confront him about lying. I, okay, Priscilla drops her book. This is uh, <laughs> this is kind of like jumping around a lot. This is like a Quentin Tarantino mystery. Yeah. Where, it's a little out of order here. Priscilla drops her book bag, spilling its contents. A scroll of parchment, a pot of ink, and a knitting needle. What do you notice? There's far too many objects. Hold, hold on. Hold on a fucking second. Priscilla drops her book bag, spilling its contents. A scroll of parchment, a pot of ink, and a knitting needle. What do you notice? You just told me what we noticed. Buzzfeed. What are Come my on. What are my options? What am I noticing? How there's the only one knitting needle? The parchment, the ink pot, the knitting needle, or nothing yet. <laughs> I'm not. I see. I pretend I do not see it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh... Yeah, I guess one knitting, a single knitting needle is kind of suspicious. Yeah, I swear to God, if it just says it's actually a crochet needle, I'm going to lose it. Okay, let's see. The knitting needle. You help Priscilla clean up, but you keep an eye on her. What do you pay attention to? (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Her body language. How she interacts with other suspects. How she interacts with Poppy the house elf. Or... And this does not answer this question. <laughs> you go back to studying the crime scene. <laughs> um, I'll watch how. I, let's let's look at how she interacts with the house elf because um, yeah, she might have a, a cruel streak. She might play a prank on Poppy. Yeah, let's see how she interacts. Wait, what? You Harvey pulls out a small owl from his robes. <laughs> And strokes its head. This is like getting Lynchian here. <laughs> Frowning at a missing patch of feathers, you notice Priscilla glance at it and then pluck a stray feather from her hair. 
What? You're suspicious. How did a feather land on Priscilla? You shrug. The owl must have flown overhead. What? Why was there an owl in this guy's robes? <laughs> this is all highly suspicious. This is all... Every, I think all of these characters are... I think they were all in on it. This is... <laughs> This is a murder on the Orient Express situation, if I ever saw one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so our options are you're suspicious, how did a feather land on Priscilla, or you shrug, the owl must have flown overhead. Well, what do you think, Watson? I mean, this seems insanely fucking suspicious, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's that's Brilliant me, deduction. Dr. Watson. <laughs> Wait, oh, now it's asking us, who do you think is the killer? <laughs> Uh, everyone. Wait, that's it? Did we, like... You can't... What? Uh, we might have to run through this again. Start over. I need I need more more information. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's refresh. Let's take this from the top. House Elf was murdered over Christmas break at Hogwarts. The crime occurred in the main hall. What do you do? Go investigate, let the headmaster handle it, start asking people what they know, or send an owl home immediately. Oh, you know what? I bet in that one question where it was like, what do you notice? And you could pick go back to the crime scene. I bet that's where we can go if we want to get more clues. I bet this is like a really badly put together like adventure game more than a quiz. Yeah. Um, so what do, what, do we want it to do the same stuff or do we want to try some different stuff here? What happens? Does it just end if you say to leave it to the headmaster? I assume so. Do you want to try yeah, it? Yeah. Let the headmaster handle it. Does not do... It just takes me to four students for Hogwarts and it, it, it gives you the four students. So it's a completely meaningless question. Perhaps. Okay. Okay. Uh, four students for Hogwarts. Who do you question first? Why, if I said I let the headmaster handle it, why am I questioning? What if, what the fuck ever? Uh, who do we question first this time? Um. So we did Harvey last time. Let's talk to someone we haven't talked to yet. I know we got a little bit of Priscilla, but we have yeah. the Slytherin and the Raven, or the yeah, Hufflepuff. We have Robbie the Hufflepuff and Mina the Slytherin. Let's talk to the Slytherin. Okay, Mina, what's up? None of them are talking yet, but you notice four items next to the victim. Okay, so the sock, the quill, the feather, the juice. So we did the sock last time. We learned nothing about the sock, I must yeah. say. Yeah, I bet no matter what we click, it's going to say, you you found the Hogwarts of history or whatever. Shall we, shall we let's say the juice, maybe? Sure. Is it poisoned? Yeah, you notice another house elf, Poppy, lurking about. What do you say? This is... Is this a Bioware training course? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, you notice another house elf poppy lurking about. What do you say? Stop, I have some questions. Hey, can I ask you some questions? Should we try being nice this time? I sure assume it's exactly the same, so matter. sure. Let's be nice. We'll be nice, sure. Paragon. Poppy hands you something, a book they found next to the body. It's a copy of Hogwarts History with Harvey's name on the inside. Mm. Hmm, he could have... I, I assume that this question also doesn't mean anything. <laughs> he needed this for class. Yeah, let's be nice. Let's just be go Paragon. Okay. Let's, let's look for the good in everyone. This is Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock when he's high. Doesn't he yes. get high in that show a lot? Y or yes. like he was like a heroin addict or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that, maybe. What a weird show. It was a weird show. Uh, you ask Harvey if it's his book, and he says no. What do you do? Confront him about lying? Brush it off? Maybe he lost his copy. Ask if he's sure. Move on to another clue. 
Can we move on to another clue? Will that just take us back to, like... We're not learning anything about the clues, though. No. It just railroads you into the book thing. Yeah, so the clues are, so far... Hogwarts of History. With his name in it. (laughs) Uh, The sock, the juice... But also, I'm not sure those are actually clues, because you can't do anything with them. There's a feather. And there was yeah, a the feather there, on Priscilla. The owl thing must be must, must have something to do so with it. So Harvey has an owl. Okay. And, in his cloak. And the owl that's in his cloak uh, somehow <laughs> got its feathers onto Priscilla. Highly suspicious. Very suspicious. Um, okay. Brush it off. Maybe he lost his copy. Ask, ask if he's sure. Let's be like, hey, you sure? I don't think this question goes anywhere, but let's let's check it out. Yeah. Okay, no. Priscilla drops her book bag, spinning, spilling its contents, a scroll of parchment, a pot of ink, a knitting needle. What do you notice? This was published yesterday? This is from yesterday. We're bug testing it, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're the QA team. The parchment, the ink pot, the knitting needle, or nothing yet. What if we just say nothing? <laughs> I'm, I do not see it. You help Priscilla clean up, but you keep an eye on... Yeah, it's just the same. It's the same no matter what you do. You keep an eye on her. What do you pay attention to? Her body language? How she interacts with other suspects? How she interacts with Poppy? I'm pretty sure... Okay, but if you go back to studying the crime scene, maybe this will take us back far enough that we can get another clue, maybe. Let's try. Let's try that. No! Oh my god! I clicked, I clicked, you go back to studying the crime scene, and it just goes to Harvey pulls a small owl out from under his robes. (laughs) And I feel like I'm in a nightmare. Frowning at a missing patch of feathers, you notice Priscilla glance at it and then pluck a stray feather from her hair. You're suspicious. How did a feather land on Priscilla? You shrug. The owl must have flown overhead. I say, I shrug. Who do you think is the kid? There is not a single different thing that we got here. Is there, is there a quiz broken? I'm refreshing one more time. And I'm just... You gotta take us off the rails, or try to. Yeah. Okay. The uh, uh, send an owl home immediately. Let's talk to Robbie because we haven't spoken to her yet. None are of them are talking. Are there pictures? No, wh- no. The pictures are the questions. It's just like text on a colored background. Oh, okay. Um, an owl feather, a glass of spill. Okay, so we've we've sun- we've done the sock and the juice, the feather. Oh, an owl feather. Yeah. An owl feather. You notice another house elf, Poppy, lurking about. What do you say? Stop, I have some questions. Hey, can I ask you some questions? Stop, I have some questions. That's suspicious. Why would you be reading this after break? Confront him about lying. Priscilla drops her book bag, spilling its contents. A scroll of parchment, a pot of ink, and a knitting needle. Ah. I think that this is railroading us because this is the only mystery they came up with. What's the mystery, though? I think Priscilla framed... I think the answer is Priscilla framed Harvey because she's got a pot of ink and a, and a scroll of parchment or whatever. So? Oh, to write to in the write, book? To write the... To, I mean, I, I, I don't fucking know. Okay, let's... What do we... So we noticed the knitting needle. Let's yeah. notice... The, let's notice the ink pot. You help Priscilla clean up, but you keep an eye on her. What do you pay attention to? Her body language, how she interacts with the suspects, how she interacts with Poppy the house elf. You go back to study the crime scene. So we know that none of these answers fucking matter. Her I body think their language. quiz is broken. <laughs> 
Harvey pulls out a... Okay, I'm going to try scrolling down to the comments and just kind of like try and not... Well, no, I don't want to see the answer, though. Harvey pulls out a small owl from his robes. You're suspicious. How did the feather land on Priscilla? Or maybe Priscilla's being framed. Who do you think is the killer? Yeah, it just takes us back to who... <sighs> who do we think is the killer? And the options are Harvey, Priscilla... Harvey framed Priscilla. Oh, so we don't even... The, the other two, the Slytherin and the Hufflepuff, don't eat... Or the, or the, the uh, Ravenclaw don't even factor into this. I can't tell if this is broken or if this is like... It just is on, on rails. Yeah. I... I... It's obviously Priscilla. Obviously. Yeah, it feels like it's obviously Priscilla, but I don't actually have any evidence to back that up. So it's Harvey. Well, no, no, I think it's Priscilla. Also, I'm, I, I think it's Priscilla because presumably she took the, she took the feathers out of his owl. That's and that's and that's why there's an owl feather near the body. That's messed up. And that's up. why there's one in her hair. That's what I'm assuming. That's like very tenuous, but that that is the one thing I can think of. Why did she do it? Why would she kill the house elf? No motive at all, because we do not actually <laughs> talk to any of the suspects. That's so sad. It's, yeah, but also I just realized who do you think is the killer? The options are Harvey, Priscilla, Harvey pr framed Priscilla, and Priscilla framed Harvey. But these aren't mutually exclusive. Right. It could have been Priscilla and Priscilla also framed, framed Harvey. <sighs> God damn it. Should we go with... My gut is telling me Priscilla framed Harvey. Sure. Because, yeah. You got it. You solved it. You figured it out and helped with the murderer in Azkaban. <laughs> Good job. What? Wait, hang on. What the fuck? Listen to this explanation. Priscilla killed the house elf with the other knitting needle. Hence the bloody homemade sock. What? That what? N hence nothing. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> hence. Hence? You can't just say hence like that. That doesn't mean... That's not how that works. And then use the owl feather to frame. Okay, so we got the owl feather thing, right? She used the owl feather to frame Harvey. Yeah. I mean, like, completely uh, uh, <laughs> a guess. Yeah. On, on, like, like not not actual detective work here. Just completely a guess because the, there's, there's feathers in both places. But I'm really stuck on Priscilla killed the house elf with the other knitting needle. Hence the bloody homemade sock. Do, do we even get like a description of the body? I guess that would be like too gruesome. But like, it seems like there's a part missing like a puncture wound or like was killed or like a bunch of blood. Yeah. Hence the bloody sock. Hence, I'm, hence the bloody sock. Hence the bloody sock. I. Priscilla drops her book back, spilling its contents, a scroll of parchment, a pot of ink. So none of these are clues, except the knitting needle. I will say that I love the idea of a murder mystery at Hogwarts. That's really yeah, that fun. Sounds, that sounds great. That's a great place to, that's a great setting for a murder mystery. I want to know what the motive. Why did Priscilla do that? Yeah, why would she do that? That's like, fucked that's up. that's gruesome, too. Yeah, she, yeah, a knitting needle? That's not an easy thing to kill someone with. That's not even sharp. 
Yeah, that's no. like that's ouch. Yeah, Oof, yeah, brutal. Yeah, they would have felt that. Um, I would also like to note that uh, uh, when I clicked the answer and and uh, and got taken to the page with the uh, congrats, you solved it. Uh, editor's note: BuzzFeed does not support discriminatory or hateful speech in any form. We stand with the LGBTQ community and all fans who found a home in the Harry Potter series and will work to provide a safe space for fans. What? Because it's Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, they just put that on all their Harry Potter content now. That just fixes it. It's a problem that solved. That makes it okay. Problem solved. <laughs> it's all, and that's, and that's the end of that. <laughs> We're <laughs> glad we solved the problem. That's great, Granger twenty twenty. <laughs> Granger twenty twenty. All right. Um, before we go, I would just like to do a little check in on our Christmas candle stuff. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so first of all, I would just like to let everyone know who didn't see on Twitter, our candle did get approved. Yay! Uh, so we did, we did manage to game the system, and I have to say, there's a little piece of me that is just so tickled that, uh, we, we got, we got the word Shriekcast onto the official Harry Potter website. Yeah, we did. Which is very, very funny to me. It took a little while to get approved, didn't it? Yeah, it was like three, four days. It kind of, kind of, they took their sweet time. That's I'm just for sure. trying to figure out what their moderation process is. Like, I wonder if there's like an automated system, but something else like will will trigger it having to go to real human eyes. Yeah, just very I would, curious. I would imagine. So I would imagine. Um. Uh, my my guess would be that there's like an automatic one that just filters out, like automatically, if there's like a cuss or a slur or anything in it just automatic no no right mm-hmm. just like like already gone um uh if it's makes it past that i imagine it maybe passes by some eyes but i don't know i don't know if it's just like literally like the only thing we're looking for is like bad words or um uh um uh if if uh there's like another layer you know i i just wonder if it has to be on topic mm-hmm. and by on topic i mean it has to be about someone they know in real life right like i'm like dear mom merry christmas if it has to be about harry potter or if it has to be about one direction like if those are the three options and you can't do anything else mm-hmm. yeah yeah maybe i i i i also wonder i'm just gonna check the website have they added any other celebs yet? Okay, no, it's still just Liam Payne. Mm-hmm. So there's so there hasn't been any because there was Liam Payne and there was that TikTok star in the video. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. But but and I we definitely saw some mentions of him. I don't know if we saw any address to her. Um. But the rest have all been like either Harry Potter or just like a Merry Christmas to everyone or like Merry Christmas to my wife. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fairly, fairly standard stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious what the moderation process is on these. Um, but we have ours up there, and we also got a couple to read. Ooh, fun. Um, so this one is Constance's message for everyone. Mm. Happy festive times, y'all. Did anyone else notice that Dumbledore mentions that he always wants socks for Christmas, and Dobby also loves socks? I wonder if they ever talked about their shared passion for foot apparel. Lovely. That's very cute. I wonder now, now socks are kind of like a big deal now in like, uh, uh, 
you know, if po- podcasts that have ads, right? Um, you can order. There's like a million sock delivery services, or like really? sock loot boxes. Yeah, yeah, that's like a thing now. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, there's like Manscaped, but for socks, or like Blue Apron, but for socks. Now I don't know why my first was Manscaped, uh, mm-hmm. but but yes, the 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 sock the sock industry is quite big. So I wonder if like Dumbledore or Dobby got each other like a maybe it's like a, a, a you know gift of the Magi thing. Like oh, we both got each other. A sock subscription service. Imagine if there was like cute stuff in the books like that. Yeah. Imagine imagine if these books were fun. Mm-hmm. Uh do you think extrapolating on that, and this is one for the common room listeners, do you think that uh they 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 like Jimmy Fallon? Mm, that's a good question. Like, Jimmy Fallon's always always noticing the shoes. And asking I bet, about the shoes. I bet Dumbledore watches Jimmy Fallon, but I don't think Dobby does. I think Dobby's too like hip. You think Dobby Dobby Dobby's like, sorry, I can't I can't go watch Jimmy Fallon. I'm uh I'm going to uh, the I'm going to the Hogshead. I'm hanging out with your brother, actually. <laughs> but yeah, that's a little awkward though. Or maybe he doesn't tell him that. He's just like, oh, I just I got something. Right. I am I'm I'm you know, I'm going out mm-hmm. tonight. Sorry, I can't watch Yeah. I, I can't watch late night TV with you. Yeah. All right, we have another candle here. Um, this is going to be the tricky one because I have to find the candle. Two, four, three, six. Okay. There's a lot of candles in here. If this is just counting straight up, this is like the 27,000th candle. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you this one because sure. I can't I can't sure. do I can't do this one justice. Uh, but, but, uh, but this is, this is much appreciated. I, I do like this. The this old, is the old Higurashi reference. A good little Higurashi post. Dobby is so cute. Spelled with KY. I want to take him home. How? However, I, I can't make that noise, but. It's very, very good. Very good post. That makes me smile. That's very cute. Uh, let me just see. Did we get any more of these? Um, I think that might be it. There's, I feel like this one might not have been like the viral success that, uh, that people wanted, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe not, uh, maybe not setting the world on fire with Liam Payne and, uh, and a TikTok star. (laughs) I think it did draw some One Directioners in, um. Perhaps. Yeah. They seem pretty excited about it for a little bit. Uh, one direction seems a, a little bit like old old news old fandom type stuff yeah um but you know the brand it's very sick we we did get some comments from people saying that yes we were we were correct i mean like we got the words wrong or whatever but there were absolutely like people who stand specifically one member of one direction okay yeah so we we weren't far off the mark there sure um should we leave another candle before we go yeah let's do it all right, Shriekcast. Coming in with another candle. What do we want to write this time? Is this for someone special? Or is this for everyone? Mm, I don't know. What, what, what do you... What's the, what's the holiday vibe? Well, we've given one to Dobby. Yeah. Is there another Harry Potter character? Like, I mean, do we want to leave one for Snape? Do we want to leave one for uh, Lockhart? Do we want to leave one for Jack Sloper? I think Jack Sloper's 
Sloper's our boy. Someone you know? special. Your special someone is Jack Sloper. <laughs> oh, use only first names or chosen names. Okay. Jack. Professive message. Uh, I, I, this one's going to be a gamble, I think, because, okay, so we got just the first name in the, in the text field. I, I can't abide it not being obviously for Jack Sloper. So I think we have to start this one out by saying Jack Sloper, comma, you are so cool. Right. Yes. Jack Sloper. You are. Or how about this? Because if they think that we're talking to a real person and are giving identifying information because the person that moderates this isn't going to know the character Jack Sloper because he appears two times. (laughs) Um, So so I think that we have to be like, Jack Sloper, you are my favorite character uh, in Harry Potter. Jack Sloper. You are my favorite character in Harry Potter. Um, the way, the way that you deliver that message is really cool. (laughs) That you deliver that message from Dumbledore to Harry is really cool. Better luck next time in Quidditch tryouts. Didn't he make the team? He was the beater. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Uh, good job on the Quidditch tryouts. (laughs) Yeah. That Good is job. all he does in the books. On the Quidditch tryouts. You made the team! <laughs> Exclamation point. Uh, I hope I hope we see some... Find, pull up some more Sloper facts I'm for looking, me. Um, I'm looking for some Sloper facts. Oh no. Biography. He and Andrew were both described as incompetent by Angelina mm. Johnson. Hmm. Knocked himself unconscious with his own bat. I forgot about that. That we've grown the mythology of Jack Sloper so much that I forgot what's in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Etymology: Jack derives from John, which means God is gracious. Ah, thank you, Harry Potter wiki. That's right. That's true. Sloper. Could come from the English word slope. Oh! A surface in which one side is higher than the other. <laughs> this could relate to his inability to do things right. Since, <laughs> since slopes have been described as very hard to climb for some people. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's just in the main text of the, of the wiki entry. <laughs> incredible that's all Uh, i've got um no hill is too hard for (laughs) you to climb smiley face there you go hope we see more of this character soon share your message (laughs) and we we light the candle (laughs) <laughs> oh, I have to do I forgot I have to do the spell. Yeah, you do. Uh okay, I did the spell. And away it goes. I'm sorry, but on the you know the like sidebar on all the character wikis where it's like nationality, title, species, gender, like all that stuff. Yeah. Under loyalty, it's Hogwarts, Gryffindor, Sloper family. Oh. 
Oh, wow. Is that in order? Uh, no, actually, Sloper Family is first, but I wanted to okay. like have a good lead up to, to <laughs> Sloper Family. I don't think that you can assume that. I don't think we yeah. have any information that we Jack have... Sloper is loyal to his family, the or... Sloper Family, or that they, they exist. Yeah. Who knows? If he, Jack Sloper could be a loner. Yeah. He could be an orphan like Harry, just not as cool, you know? Right. Not all of us are just gifted like a with being normal the chosen orphan. One. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually trying very hard at Hogwarts. Thank you very much. I'm sorry I'm not the fucking chosen one. Right. Yeah, sorry I didn't have a firebolt mailed to me by a mysterious stranger. Yeah. Guess I'll guess I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, I would love to sit here looking at... I'm addicted to looking at the candles. Also, the character stubs that this Jack Sloper entry is in is in 20th century births and beaters. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 20th century births. That would be most of the characters. Uh... Indeed it is. Indeed, this is a list of all the characters. I guess Dumbledore's, and it wouldn't be? Dumbledore Which also would be like- includes male muggle studies teacher student assistant. <laughs> <laughs> They've loved, got it figured he out loved, over here. He loved muggle studies class and worked in the capacity of an assistant to the muggle studies professor. Wow. And that's dedication right there. What is this from? Oh, the Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets video game. Ooh. For the Game Boy Color. We've, mm, we've got to get to those. Oh, I know. Uh, Nationality, exci- British or Irish? <laughs> I think Based it says those what? for everyone. I think it says those for everyone because um, that's just like who is admitted to Hogwarts. <laughs> I don't think it's ever... Like, it's a, point, it's a pointless statistic because if you're a Hogwarts student, if you're invited to Hogwarts, you are a British or Irish national, I'm pretty sure. Right. So... I, I don't think anyone I go like because if you're not, you're going to like one of the other schools, right? You're going to uh uh, uh why am I Bobaton. 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 Um yeah. Yeah, you're not you're not going to Hogwarts. I don't think Hogwarts has an exchange program. That would be no. cool. Hey, they should. They should do that. Yeah. Let let some students see the world, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh but no, they would never do that. Mm-mm. Um Locked, locked in their ways. They have. They're the torture school. Yep. And they always will be. Mm-hmm. I'm clicking the candle thing, like they're all generic, but like I'm just so. Uh, with this one, this one's good. It just says, "Don't give up on things you want." Thank you, candle. <laughs> I, it's addicting to click through them because it's like you want to find something that stands out. Yeah, and most of them don't, but every now and then, I hope. I, I hope someone stumbled across ours. That's that's my main wish. Is that like I hope someone is like earnestly going like damn I'm, I'm i love scrolling through these candles and seeing all these heartfelt messages and they say uh i agree shriek cast i do love dobby and right then move, and then and then we've touched them uh their, their lives a little bit yeah perhaps. yeah that would be very sweet all right but uh i think it's probably time for us to wrap up this episode what do you say sounds good 
our theme song is Hunt McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them as always. You can check them out at Bandcamp and you can check us out at patreon.com slash streetcast. So much bonus content there for you. You can get early episodes. You can hear us talk about TV shows, video games, other books we've read, other movies we've seen, tons and tons of fun stuff. Um, and uh, Liz, what are we reading next time we convene, whenever that is? Yeah, so we'll be reading... A chapter of Harry Potter that is chapter 30, The Sacking mm-hmm. of Severus Snape. Oh, no. That's what you get for running a torture school. That's what you get for running a torture school and not telling anyone that, hey, I don't worry, I am going to <laughs> do a cool double cross move at some right, point. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, hate, hate that it had to be. Hate that it had to be Snape, but uh, yeah, he's in the wrong on this one, probably. Yeah, I just get the feeling that after our winter break here, uh, things are going to get epic. I I have a feeling that the rest of this book (laughs) might be pretty epic. I think it's going to be pretty epic. Yeah, sounds like it might be. Well, we will see you then. But until then, over the holidays, please read another book. Please read another book. Makes ocean rolls seem tame But I know what you're after If you catch a eye Cause this hot mama Is just a cat in disguise